what's poppin'? The Drew and Mike show is rolling from the DealsNadie.com studios. Mark is back. Brandon is here. Carl will be along from WATP. And we've got a very special guest coming up in a few minutes. Nathan, who was involved in a school shooting in 1989 in Port Huron. They had those back then? I know. I was like... Are you sure about this? And yeah, it's, well, Port Huron was really small then. I yeah, think he said less than joking, yeah. twenty-five thousand people. It's bizarre. It's a really crazy story in terms of comparing it to what's going on now. I'm not trying to pass any judgment here, but it's just really interesting in, in light of what we've been talking about. Uh, we're in the DealsNadie.com studios. Hall Financial is our show sponsor, and February is a great time to buy a home in Michigan. You can beat the spring rush, the summer home buying season. And the Buy Smart program, you can get help with your down payment up to $2,500 if you qualify. Get pre-approved same day. They've got the five-star certified pre-approval Hall Financial program, which is uh, one of the best in the industry. And they can connect you with the top realtor from the exclusive realtor network. They've got people in every community, no matter how small, they've got somebody who's expert in that area. So if you're very settled in on where you want to be and you need a loan or a refi, Call Hall Financial, 866-CALL-HALL, or chat with them online at Call Hall First. And, all right, much to cover today. Uh, I did want to go back because I completely missed this yesterday. We were, we were playing the audio of the most phoned-in interview in world history by Michael Strahan. Right, mm-hmm. and The Rock. Danny Garcia and The Rock. I did not know Danny Garcia was married to The Rock. Me neither. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They didn't tell us that. Well, they're not currently <laughs> married. He's moved no. on. Yeah, they're like right. besties. But Danny Garcia basically is The Rock's manager. Yes. So uh, some of the people that emailed in were calling her the Melinda Gates of the USFL or the XFL. I was yelling at my phone while listening on the way back. <laughs> like, well, they're married! Or they were married, yeah. I was of the impression that she had, you know, built this incredible empire. And on, on his back, yeah. Right, exactly. No, she all her stuff is rock-related. Yep, you got it. That doesn't mean she doesn't do it well, but I, well, I, think, I think they should have pointed that out. Didn't she start working, or him, didn't they have a working relationship before? It's not like he just started nailing her and then married her. Well, they both went to Miami. They got married in 97. I think they did some work together. Mm-hmm. And then they divorced. And then she started running all of his business stuff. So, I mean, for being so in awe of herself. Well, I guess Melinda Gates is in awe of herself. <laughs> so, I, I guess it makes sense. But, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought These they... These two are much more friendlier than Melinda and Bill currently are. That's true. But they really presented it as this incredible success story. Uh, here's this woman from the uh, Latin community... Um, and my God, she's managed to buy the XFL with the help of The Rock. But I thought leaving that out was really deceptive. Yeah. And I Let's do think. Fall out, baby! Because she's the first Latina female to own a sports league, I, I do think this is going to get the WNBA treatment. I really <laughs> think we're going to be hearing a lot about the USFL. Plus, Shut your mouth, you thong wearing they, they have the network deal with. How come no one ever talks about um, Brittany Mahomes owning a sports team? She owns a women's <laughs> soccer team. <laughs> That's right. Right? No one ever mentions that. I know. All right, let's get uh, let's get Nate on the phone. Nate uh, checked in from. Port Huron yesterday let me know that uh, he was involved in the school shooting in 1989. It's really, I, I never heard about this. It was before I got here. I don't think it probably got a ton of attention, but a kid was shot 
in Nate's class. You never heard it? Nope. This might be one of the first school shootings ever. Well, I think of, you know, you think of Pearl Jam, right? Jeremy? Then a school shooting? Or is that just a suicide? It's a suicide. Hello? Hey, Nate. Drew. How you doing? Uh, Mark's here. Brandon's here. And uh, I I didn't really tell much of the story. Uh, You guys were in seventh grade back in 1989. And you had a kid in your class, I guess, that was getting picked on a lot? Yeah, it was one individual in particular. um, And... I mean, eventually just it sent this kid over the edge to where he felt the need to bring a gun to school and, uh, and take a shot. Uh, unfortunately for my good friend, who's hopefully listening to this podcast, uh, uh, the, the dude ended up like dropping something while he was apparently getting, you know, being aimed at and missed and hit my buddy in the hand. Oh, so he missed the kid that was picking on him and hit, and hit your friend Nate in the hand. He missed the guy because he exactly yeah he yeah. So my up. friend, the one who <laughs> got hit, was not the uh, not the bully. <laughs> was he after he got shot? Did he start bullying him for being a yeah, bad oh, shot? Yeah, he was. He, he was like, "Go oh, fuck it now! <laughs> now if I'm gonna get shot up, <laughs> let's make it wait. So make it worth it? How did he miss the bully? What happened? I mean, I mean, from uh, apparently what had happened where uh, we were in this music room where this class was at, this unruly fucking class, and uh, the the shooter pulled the gun out out of his like knapsack, but it happened to be right by this exit that took him right outside, took one shot out the door. I mean, no one even knew what had really happened. Uh, I think only like two people actually saw the shot. Because um, we were in such disarray, and, and the class is so uncontrollable that it was not unheard of that someone would bring firecrackers into the you know into the class or something. Oh, so could have been a firecracker. Uh, but but how did he miss the guy? I mean, how close was he to him? I would say it would probably would have been about a t- you know uh, a ten foot shot. Now, from what I was told, um, apparently the gun that this kid brought. <laughs> was like a like a fucking 357 they said the barrel on this thing was huge so i mean you can imagine uh whatever you know 12 or 13 year old kid shooting a gun like that it probably isn't that uh, surprising that he fucking missed so is nate your friend nate just bleeding like all hell no you know what it really wasn't that uh there wasn't that much blood believe it or not it kind of lodged in you know it actually went in through i believe it was like his middle finger and his ring finger kind of lodged right Ooh. in his in his wrist and there wasn't I mean, a lot of blood more than you know a lot less than what you would think uh in fact i was as i was telling drew earlier today that we actually had a teacher come in and stick his finger in the bullet hole which uh, whoa fucking weird now that you think about it but, yeah, better him than you uh, weird <laughs> <laughs> that is weird did and so how quick were the cops there did they arrest the uh the kid that shot him i mean what happened so we were told that the kid uh, had really just ran to the neighboring subdivision, which is probably less than a quarter mile away. They found him on the side of the road crying, picked him up. Uh, cops were on the site relatively quick. I mean, it's a pretty small town if you if you know Port Huron, but sure. Um, it uh, yeah, and I mean it's it, as I was you know as, you know the whole thing that prompted this email as I was saying was when you were saying hey you know back in our day. If this were to happen, we'd probably have school the next day. Well, we did have school the next day. In fact, they didn't even send us home. Uh, we had to finish the remainder of the day. They, they gave you the option if you were, you know, traumatized enough. They would have let you go home. But 
I don't did, think I mean, anybody the, went home. Did the teacher even mention it the next day, or did they just go into the lesson? Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah just back to uh, uh, regular times uh, the very next day. No, but really, I mean, it, there, it weren't people with, the, there weren't people with signs and snacks and hugs and all that for you? True, it could have been me out there, man. <laughs> That's right. I, uh, I, You know what? No, it really was kind of... Just another Downfully. day. I, I mean, I guess, like I said, this is 89, relatively uh, a, a, quite a different time than, than today. But oh, yeah. it didn't really get huge press. I mean, I, I think maybe 247, you know, covered it, you know, but it was not, a, you know, what you would think a, uh, a news-breaking story. I can't even find anything what, archived on it. What, what happened to the kid? What happened to the shooter? Shooter? Uh <laughs> As far as we know, I mean, he would never went to juvie or or any. Or as far as we know, we don't even know if there was any criminal record. He was, was sent. Uh, is he in class the next day? Just gonna ask Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he finished the semester. He was a little late, but he made it. And he got the uh, shit bullied out of him even worse. <laughs> well, you know, Drew, he actually got a tether. Then he busted right out of it. Went to, went to school the next day. <laughs> uh, no, we found out that he had an older sister that lived up in, I believe, it was North Dakota. Uh. He got sent away. Um, Hardly enough, uh, in our 20s at some point, we heard he was back in town. Um, wow. and, uh, and, and awkwardly enough, my buddy has ran into him <laughs> more than once. Really? Does he hold up his hands and go, don't shoot, <laughs> so he can see the wound? <laughs> no, believe it or not, when my buddy confronted him, he acted like he didn't even know who he was. Oh, so, pussy. I, yeah, so, yeah, oh, yeah. Not sure. surprising. Well, maybe he's become a bully since he was bullied. <laughs> such a badass. Well, why not? Around shooting people. Um, and what what about the bully himself? I mean, this guy did the guy really bully him that unmercifully? Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. He was just you know this fucking kid, man. I remember he would just he was just one of those kids who just come up and just start wailing on him for no particular reason, oh, just. Just because he was a fucking dirtbag. Was he freaking bully, you coward? Was there something bullyable about him? I mean, was there a reason he was bullied? Was he a loser? Quiet. I mean, yeah. Yeah, kind awkward. of a quiet nerd. I mean, nothing that you no red flags. Do you think this kid would ever bring a gun to school and shoot somebody? In fact, um, he was. I was growing up in the church, and I, my mom knew his mom, and I mean, I, I knew this kid since he was probably you know, six or seven years old. Definitely not the type you'd think he'd shoot, but like I said, total, total geek. Now, what about the uh, intended, um, the bully, the guy who he intended to shoot? Did he ever change uh, his behavior? No. Or did he bully every, he bullied everybody still? Yeah. Okay, uh, great. Well, I think that the funny thing was, I think he found the one kid that he could bully. And now that he didn't have that much longer, I don't think that uh, his bullying career went on much longer. Oh, than Mark. His bullying career. Did he apologize to your friend, Nate, who took the bullet for him? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> did, did they discipline him? I mean, did they go, hey, you know what? You caused this motherfucker. No, because you know what? I don't even know if administration even knew the whole story. Nor I didn't. To be honest with you, you think that there would have been someone, whether it be through the district or for the, you know, through the sheriff's department or, or city police department that would come and interview some yeah, people, whether absolutely. it be, you know, that knew anything no there was nothing there it was like i said they tried to really sweep that under the rug did they offer counseling to all the students that if you wanted counseling through you you were more than welcome to you know talk to and and did you take them a up guy on... who was probably one foot out the door for his retirement who could probably give two shits but did, yeah. did anyone uh go for counseling i mean was anybody really traumatized by it that you know of <laughs> 
I, I can't, I, I can't say for sure. I wouldn't think so. Uh, I'd say that my best friend, the, the guy that got hit, uh, he was not traumatized by it. So I can't imagine anybody else would be. But you know, hey, Brandon, what's never, the school? Sh- Brandon's got something up on this. What's the school shooting you're looking at? I can't find anything. I don't know what you mean. Oh, I just saw the Times Herald from nineteen eighty nine or nineteen ninety nine. There was November third, nineteen eighty nine. I can't. I don't know. I can't no. find anything about it. Looks like they. It didn't even make the news. Hmm. Okay. Swept, look, mission accomplished, Drew. Swept under the rug. Yeah, and you didn't even get a day off. Not even one day what off. The fuck? I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Both my parents are teachers. They're like, get your ass back in there. Do, do you remember? Uh, I mean, this is, I, I'm this. I'm asking this somewhat facetiously, but not entirely. Were you traumatized at all? I mean, were you afraid? Were you shaking going to school the next day? Do you remember? I, I mean, not. No, I mean, I. Not to sound like I'm some sort of hard ass, but I just it it just didn't. I don't know. It just didn't register. I don't think it did with any of us. To be honest with you, I think that we knew our friend was okay. We knew it was just like an isolated, incident, excuse me, incident. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, so I funny. Mean, after honestly, what I- my buddy and I still have a joke to this day, and you know, I probably get canceled for saying this is that. You know, you were you were a school shooting victim before that was even fucking cool, dude. And uh, <laughs> you're canceled. You know, go over too well. You are canceled. No, I'm kidding. You're not canceled. Um, <laughs> no, I mean humor. Stop laughing. Is, not funny. Humor is not the worst way, and nobody did die. It was a much different scenario. Yeah. But but that's interesting because you knew you weren't going to get shot the next day. In fact, right. uh, I mean, if I was a parent, I'd say, you know what? There's a school shooting. The odds are there's another one tomorrow is smaller than any other school. Because it was so small when it happened there in the first place. The kid's gone. He's in North Dakota or whatever with his sister. Uh, what did what happened to the kid? By the way, is he employed? Is he doing okay? Well, oddly enough, where my buddy ran into him, he was the manager at Big Boy in Marysville. Um, so yeah, I mean, he got a job. Obviously, something he didn't have to put on his uh, his, uh, his application. I'm not to say that Big Boy is probably doing a deep dive in your. In your history, I was just gonna but. say, hey, you guys should have called Big Boy and told them. <laughs> Narc on them. <laughs> Listen, do you know who's serving fucking big boys over there? Yeah, a bad Murder. shot. That's who. <laughs> Attempted murderer. All right, Nathan. So you go, you going to the Red Wings game tonight? Actually, no. I'm actually in Tampa. I'm going to the Lightning game tonight. So, oh. uh, yeah. Wow. Got the boys going to pick me up here in a few minutes. Nice. Wow. Are the Wings playing Tampa? Uh, they do. I think they play Capitals tonight. Can you confirm this? I heard about that town. You know what I read online? That Tampa has the best titty bars in the nation. <laughs> hey, you know, unless you're looking for an SCD, you stay far away from those places, buddy. Right. Hey, listen, uh, appreciate the story, and uh, and anybody, you know. By the way, all these emails they do get read, and we get your links and all that, and do appreciate it. I'm glad you checked in with us and uh, shared the story, yeah. Nathan. And I hope, yeah, you- no problem. Hey, and I just want to let you guys know, just because it did come full circle, that my buddy is the the one who shot it was the was the guy wearing the Mel Gibson t-shirt in the CS the key picture I sent of, <laughs> that's an of, awesome of Mel Gibson picture that's right and the the, the Meghan Markle socks as well yes I, I guess I am the gifter on that so much I know that, I know that uh, Brandon thought it was a shitty present but no. that's all right <laughs> uh, no nah, that wasn't me that was just some drop and also Nate the Nathan's best what a stupid present the uh, best friend of Nathan, who we're talking to, who was shot, he listens to the podcast too. So he's going to be, this is going to blow his mind a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, God, Drew, we both listen every day. We talk in drops. It's, 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 it's quite comical. All the way over in Port Huron. How about that? Hey, uh, thanks a lot for that, for the uh, story, and uh, enjoy the hockey game tonight. 
Hey, thanks, Boners. Talk to you later. All right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, get out of here. Get a step. Nathan, 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 Nathan. Uh, the two Nates in Port Huron. Is that the t-shirt, Brandon? It is, and it has so many photos of Mel Gibson from all through the years. You get young Gibson, old Gibson, and it's the most ridiculous shirt ever. It's fucking hilarious. Why Why did he have that Mel Gibson t-shirt? Why don't I have awesome. it? Yeah. I know I want one, too. I kind of want one, yeah. It's only 25 bucks. It's a pretty good deal. Or four interest free payments of six twenty five. Look, they even have a, like a wife beater version. Like a tank top. Tank top. Jersey. Can we get a few na- I, I, Mel drops while we're looking at Mel? I wish they had um, some other celebrities like that. There's got to be some other funny face celebrities to put on a shirt. Oh, definitely. And that green thing today. <laughs> I wonder how many people take the payment plan on that shirt. There is a payment. There's a payment plan. Four, there is. four payments of six twenty-five. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> how ridiculous. So fuck you. It was funny. I was listening back uh, to yesterday's show when you were talking about the whole Michigan State thing and, and going back to school. And it, I'm really torn on it too because there are a lot of opportunists that will use this. Oh yeah, of course they but expect like, that. I were, can't even blame them. There were two main things I kept thinking. Number one is I kind of like normalcy. Like there's probably a bunch of too. students that are like, I'm going back to class because that's what's normal and the odds are of this happening is not very great and i just want to be back in a normal life instead of this cloud hanging over me and the other thing i thought what do you about, do with all that time if they say oh let's take another week off or two what are you gonna you do sit, you go ruminate on all it. day yeah, yeah you know, that's I, I mean but we're i think we're a little different beings maybe than, than some people. i don't think so um I, but maybe there is that our age huh maybe because we're older but no, and that's no, the way think, people did it well but I got to tell you, I can't tell you how many times people have contacted the show or me personally via DM or, or voicemail and say that when they are going through some horrible event, like their parent is sick or their wife is not well or their child is having problems, that the normalcy of the show exactly. is one of the things they like the best about it. Exactly. That it's routine. It's, yeah. Right. I mean, humans are routine. Uh, the other thing is, remember 20 years ago after 9-11, which was the most horrific event, it fucked up a lot of people, Yeah, there was that phrase of, we got to keep doing exactly what we're doing or else the, the terrorists, terrorists win. win. And you don't hear any of that now. Like, hey, we got to keep pushing forward. Yes, take care of your mental health. But if we don't, this maybe it might embolden somebody to fuck stuff up because they see the reaction to it. I mean, but I can't I, disagree with thanks you. Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. But I get the other I mean, side too. Like, <laughs> like I understand if someone's really affected by it. I, I think it's it's being overdone. I mean, this that's the way things work. I mean, we yeah, did not handle know. these things properly when we just simply blew them off and they went to school the next day. That was probably you know, <laughs> maybe not Nate the healthiest. Seems fine. Yeah, well, he because seem he listens by to it. Show. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, I mean, we're good for mental health. You said we everybody went with terrorists. How many people do you think in that class are running around talking about this now and trying to uncover well, the trauma that they missed? I mean, no one died, so it's a little easier, I would think. But yeah, it's, you know, yeah, probably but they were in the classroom. Story. Yeah, sure. These people at Michigan State, most of them don't know the people, weren't anywhere near well, them. Yeah, it's a campus of 50,000 students. Yeah. But, no, but I, I understand the group of, what, a thousand that were nearby? Sure. No, I do too. And I, I take people at their word when they say they are so traumatized that, you know, fill in the blank, I. I I don't know what to do but to take them at their word because I have no desire to bust them. I just think that they are encouraged to over-traumatize to some degree. Yeah. I think that's I, this, I it's kind that. of crazy right now. And 
I'm getting a lot of uh, responses on it, and it's it's mixed, but I would say most of it would agree with what I just said. And then there are a lot of people, too, who say that there are people on TikTok and social media, for example, who are trying to connect themselves even more closely oh, to it yeah. to get clicks and I likes. Know, yeah. and That's the world we live in now. That I'm not surprised by that. I mean, the, the, the world of... I would think that some of the things that go on in the world of virtue signaling would be getting shot down like no homo got shot down. What? <laughs> no, it's all still all the rage. People are saying it all the time. Yeah, it's true. I, I Found a couple new ones today, too. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Here's one that came from a very big uh, gaming convention where I think they had a huge Super Mario Brothers, Smash Brothers content. I don't even know. but What kind of fun were you getting up to at boot camp then with the other teams? What was going on? Oh, hello. Oh. No homo. No homo. No, no homo, no homo. But there's nothing wrong with homos either. There you go. It was the only guy came on and gave him a kiss? Um, boot camp, yeah. 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 Okay. And then I found this one. I think it was on WRIF radio like 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. I might have heard No homo. Um, <laughs> Rick Welts, the CEO of the Phoenix Suns, who um, is a homo. <clears throat> no, no homo there. Wait, what? <laughs> That's lacking a lot of I context. Yeah, I don't really, really understand what I meant. So don't anybody punish me for anything. Um, I heard from Rashawn today, and of course, <laughs> we might have to call Rashawn a little bit later. Rashawn was, he was kind of amused that we didn't seem to fully uh, pick up on how big a thing No Homo was. Well, I, I remember we, it. I, remember I, it I, I do remember thing, it. Yeah. I, I didn't remember saying it like that, but. Actual audio from Rashawn. Oh, God, you don't get it. I can tell. And Rashawn says that now, instead of No Homo, they say pause. Yep. People say pause, yeah. which I thought was, oh, that's really, it's kind of funny. Well, that was like uh, the clip from, uh, they played from the cartoon. Yep. With the no homo. And, and everyone yeah. knows to say pause. I, I wonder, I mean, I really want to know from Rashawn, how did pause, how did that catch on? I think it's really funny. <laughs> Probably through music, I guess, usually, right? Culture, pop no culture. No homo. Yeah, I don't, I don't hear it in any music, but. No homo. Such a great um, I just didn't know everyone I, was saying that or. I was reading the Wiki- people are saying it anyway. I was reading the Wikipedia page on No Homo, and it has the controversy section about it. <laughs> yeah, and it went out of style. This is what they claim went out of style because it implies that homosexuals are less than when you said No Homo, and I'm like, I have never heard it like that. I thought it was more like, Hey, this dude's really attractive. No Homo, I'm not gay. No Homo <laughs> doesn't like, mean it doesn't mean like if I was gay, I'd be no less homo. than. Or, I don't know. I don't. It just to be clear. Yeah. I mean, isn't it really just great because it's N-O, it's just such a, O-M-O. O-M-O. It's such just a silly thing sounds. to say. It was such a great rhyme in the songs yes. it was in, too. Yeah, it's, it's silly. I heard another one. Somebody rhymed it with promo, just like Kanye did. No promo? Um, something else today that Dan Evans sent me, uh, the uh, Drew and Mike show historian Dan Evans, mm-hmm. was the Jimmy Carter interview. Oh, yeah. Which is, I was really funny because I'm listening to the... Uh, yes, we've got uh, Mr. Carter here, and uh, we're going to switch him over. And I was getting nervous all over again because I was thinking, oh, God, I hope we didn't say something stupid. And we didn't. It was actually it was a, a nice little interview. I think it was supposed to be three minutes. I bet it went five minutes. Jimmy Carter was definitely having a good time. Um, <laughs> I could hear Mike grumbling under one of his answers. And it was almost like, you lied! Because <laughs> it's something to do with Obama that Mike disagreed with. And then Mike asked him a question to sort of, Try to pull, try to pull Jimmy over a little bit. 
because he didn't agree with him, and I think I think he got what he wanted. <laughs> but <laughs> when he was asking the questions, like, what was it about? Do you remember? Please get this question out soon. This is kind of a windy road you're on, Mike. <laughs> and what? Then, that doesn't sound like him. I know, was, but he did. He got it out. He just made a big point up front, and <laughs> afterwards was when Mike revealed that he found Rosalind Carter so attractive, mm-hmm. and that just blew up. <laughs> it just blew up in his face. Well, I remember the room just being very shocked. Yeah. And we had the top 10 list of the sexiest first ladies. Mm. And uh, we were accepting calls. Or we were asking for calls about, you know, what first lady. If you had to bang a first lady, who oh, would it be? Yeah. It was an interesting conversation. Actually, well, I'll just be Melania, right? <laughs> I was Probably. laughing at that. I was laughing a lot. I thought it was pretty fun. Dolly Madison? Dolly Madison was on the list. Was she really? She was on the top 10. Yeah, there were a few couple Dolly Madison. What is going on with Carter? He's been in hospice longer than anyone ever. I just heard about it a couple days ago. Yeah. But I think, we should, should we play this before he dies? I think we <laughs> should save it to idea. when he passes. I mean, it's I half an hour. Know. It's a full 30 minutes. I don't think it's right for after he passes. I think that dude's dying ASAP. I don't know. He's hung on a long time. He's amazing. I mean, he took guy. a spill. He had that that busted up eye and that right. terrible bruise. And he was still working. I mean, he's really. A if I'm ever guy. on a flight with him, though, can I please get on the plane before him? Have you seen that clip where he says hello to everybody on the plane? Yes. It takes forever getting to his seat. Oh, he, he's an exceptionally nice guy. He's fine. I have no problem. Who wants to suck a old man's dick? And uh, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, I. I sincerely hope that Jimmy didn't say, oh, that was a great interview. I want to listen and hear those guys chat after the interview, see if they uh, what they're talking about. Because we're talking about Rosalind banging Rosalind. Maybe, maybe he was. Maybe that's what he gets off on. Maybe he's a cuck. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth! I want to hear if those young men enjoyed the interview. They seem like good fellas. I enjoyed that interview more than anyone I've had. <laughs> Here's how much Clark thought. <laughs> Clark thinks Rosalind is. And that'd be Boy, great. He's really be... excited because he did talk about sex more than any other president. Almost, he said he lusted. Jim the in peanut motherfucking farmer. He said what? He loves what? He said he lusted oh, after yeah. women in his Playboy interview. And in the interview, he said he was doing another interview with Playboy, which they called us back to correct. They said no, that interview's with Rolling Stone. So Playboy's on his mind nonstop. Oh, wow, good. <laughs> He wanted to talk to Playboy. He probably was trying to get Rosalind in it. Uh, Carl's coming up in a few minutes. Uh, we'll mention Zot, Jeep, and Dodge, or rather Zot I-96, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and New Hudson have a few things that are tough to find these days. They, first of all, make buying and leasing simple, fun, fast, and easy, like all the Zot locations. And Zot's New Hudson dealership also has one of the highest Google ratings in Detroit, 4.8 stars, which is strong. And they've got one of the largest inventories in the D with more Jeeps and Rams to choose from than almost anyone else. You want good stuff? Our studio sponsors at Zot Jeep Dodge Ram in New Hudson are leasing a new 22 Jeep Compass as low as $2.98 a month. You can also lease a new 22 Jeep Grand Cherokee as low as $3.97 a month. So if you're on the hunt, for a new or pre-loved Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, uh, please check out our friends and studio sponsors at Zot's new I-96 dealership in New Hudson. And be sure to tell them Drew and Mike sent you. And, of course, you can always surf their sensational deals and stupendous inventory at dealsinadeed.com. And, uh, of course, they gave that nice lady a new Jeep who was walking to work and found the fifteen grand. the married couple, that. That wife obviously discarded. She was wasted out of her mind. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) 
And it's uh, time to welcome Ghost Budsters. Boy, it's been a warm welcome for them. They are getting a lot of action. Uh, the Ghost Budsters, small batch, craft cannabis. Ghost Budsters is a Michigan caregiver owned and operated by owners that actually work the garden and manage the operation to ensure quality. That's why Ghost Budsters has won six Cannabis Cup Awards. They mention uh, working the garden because they actually do. The owners, the five owners, unlike some of these giant companies who would love to see these guys go away. So I, I hope people enjoy the uh, the cannabis that Ghostbusters provides. We've had some really good reviews on it. People say it is quality. It is very good. Each crop is meticulously hand-trimmed by actual growers that care and are passionate about their trade. Find Ghostbusters and ask for it, by the way. If they don't have it at your dispensary, ask for it, and hopefully they'll carry it. Dispo and Romeo, Joyology Westland, Green Genie in Detroit. They're Chango and Breeze in Hazel Park, and the King of Buds in Monroe, and Lady Jane's. How would you like to own a suite for the 2023 football season? Just get to Lady Jane's today for an award-winning haircut experience, and you will automatically qualify for your chance to live the sweet life Lady Jane's Haircuts for Men walking anytime, seven days a week. It's wicked awesome. Grip. And let's see, Ted Williams, the clip of the day. Uh, I don't know what we're with Ted. He did a great job yesterday with President's Day, mm-hmm. something that matched very nicely. Let's uh, see where he's at today. Here we go. Ted Williams with you. One of the questions that I've often asked people is, have you ever got caught having sex? Because the last thing you want to do is get caught making love or uh, popping that thing. But I did. Here's my truth will set you free. I've never told this story to no one, but I'm telling it to you. You know, my father's Jehovah Witness, and uh, I didn't go to Kingdom Hall that, uh, that particular Sunday. But every now and then, my parents would have not a babysitter, but somebody just, because I have a tendency to let my friends in when my parents weren't around. So ah! you got the uh, girl to watch me, uh, make sure that I stay in the apartment. And uh, because I didn't go to Kingdom Hall, one of my punishments was when you don't go to school and you don't go to church, you got to stay in. You can't go out and play, no television, no nothing. So... They had somebody Pause to brand. monitor Oh, my that. God, but it takes forever. They didn't know. Don't tell me he's going to bang the babysitter. Oh, totally. Totally. Well, why don't you let the smooth golden voice tell you the story? I just was just a little thinking that was going to happen, yeah. but I why, cannot believe that's going to happen. Has anybody ever said that before? It, this, he, this did not happen, right? There's no way he banged this. I don't know. He's high as fuck. Who knows? No, he's not. That's a true story. <laughs> it's probably a movie he just watched. <laughs> let him continue. That the girl and I were getting ready. To, well, I was embarking on something new. And uh, she'd oh, already yeah, done sure. it. She was older and all this. And, well, she laid on the couch and did the nasty. Unbeknownst to neither one of us, he didn't go to Kingdom Hall because um, for some oh, he forgot his watchtowers and awakes. Hey! So he came back. And lo and behold, when he walked in there and Bullshit. saw me on top of her, she pushed me off, grabbed her pants, pulled them up, and bolted out of the house. My father said, that's what you needed to be doing. And my father uh-huh. looked at me ashamed. But he had a little smirk on his face. But he asked me, what were you doing right there? What were you doing? And I was scared. I didn't know whether I was going to get whipped or what to say. So all I said was, we was doing pussy. <laughs> he didn't whip me. He what? was like, I'll be damned. So that was my last babysitter on a Sunday anyway. <laughs> 
Nice line. Is Ted editing laughs in there? There yes. was a really oh, yeah. bad edit. Yes, they're bad edited laughs. We oh was doing God. pussy. There were two two laughs that were horribly edited. I mean, I've seen a couple of his shows. There, there's so many edits, it's beyond belief. And some of the we edits- We was doing pussy. Don't even story. make sense. I mean, it's like half a sentence into another half a sentence ah. that doesn't even fit. Ah. <laughs> I wonder if the Ted Williams clip of the day, because it's on every day, maybe that gives comfort to people when they're going through troubled times. Or maybe it will eventually if we keep it up. You never know. Yeah, sure. I mean, normalcy. <laughs> By the way, I saw the. <laughs> Did anyone see? Um, I don't mean to be laughing. Ariel Anderson's funeral was today. Yeah, I saw some of the students. Yeah. Uh -huh. Anyway, I just happened to have Channel Seven on, right before the Fout story came up. We should probably oh, run that now. God, that was golden. Yeah. Oh my God, is he hot? Anyway, <laughs> Elric's walking upstairs from doing the Soul of Detroit. And he looks up the TV and he goes, oh, my God. And I was like, I looked up at it right when he said that. No. Brian Banks was speaking what? at Ariel Anderson's funeral. Brian Banks, who Elric busted so many times for, for you know, doing some shady things with money. For a second, I thought you were going to say Kwame was there. No. Brian Banks. Well, That's Bank almost Banks weird. is almost as bad, yeah. Did he, is he a family friend or something? I, I assume he is. I, is he someone? I go, oh, my God, Brian Banks is going to speak and... Is that possible? I, or maybe just lives in the area? I just thought it was yeah. really weird. I assume maybe he weaseled his way in there. But he was refusing to pay teenagers that were putting out campaign flyers for him. And didn't ML chase him through a restaurant once? Oh, boy. I can't. He's busted him a handful of times. Yeah. No, really, really bad. And then... And fairly, fairly recently, too. After they showed Brian Banks speaking, Gretchen Whitmer was speaking... Which is always weird for me because yeah. I don't well, always know, for example, did she offer to speak or did they ask her to speak? Or is it one of those things where oh, she's going to be there, I guess we should ask her to speak. I mean, they probably want her to speak, but it just seems. Well, I really hope she didn't force. I would hope nobody would like, just force themselves into a funeral. I don't think speak. she would do that. But, um, but you know, it's kind of like the, the State of the Union. I wondered when Biden asked the victims of the uh, that horrible police arrest in Memphis, the family, the parents of the dead son, who seemed like a good kid, just the worst thing in the world. When they were asked to go to the State of, U State of the Union, do some people feel they have to go? Like, I can't say no to the president? Because that seems like the, I would never want to do that. I wouldn't want to, but... And I wouldn't want a governor I to speak at a funeral of someone that... You know, I was super close to. Well, the problem is it kind of takes away from Ariel, right. I think. She doesn't know Ariel. No. Her, I mean, her, her remarks were very, uh, hopefully she spoke quickly and just added something, at least. But the focus should be on the, you know, the deceased. Yeah. I mean, it's all, all of it's weird. And, you know, some people's motives are very clear and very pure and others less. And so I, when it starts getting, the line gets blurry, I just... I start feeling not well. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Oh, Fouts. <laughs> Fouts, who I swear, they had an old picture of him on one of the local TV stations the other day. And I was like, he has, 
I mean, everything Madonna has tried to do to take 30 years off her age, he has successfully done. He looks so much better. I mean, he is bordering on hot. I'm not kidding. <laughs> He's bordering on hot. I bet you. You saw the story, right? Yes. Now, He's in running the story, for office for a fifth time, and they have a, they just passed a three-term limit in 2020. <laughs> What's funny in the story, though, <laughs> they show the flyer he had for his fundraiser, mm-hmm. and he uses his not-hot-fouts picture, the old one. It's like, Fouts, what are you doing? Use the hot version of yourself. Oh, somebody's going to pay for that. Probably. Also, his hair is interesting, and I notice hairlines. I, I see... Something going on with that hair, like, looked like he had a pretty big afro, Yeah, and it was, it used to look really thin in the first half of the front of his head. Now it looks like it's about, it's maybe a couple inches further back, but it's full. It's like he has a, look at that. I know, that looks ridiculous. It's kind of badass, though. If you say so. I would never look at that. That guy's a badass. I think with the glasses, it works. I don't know. And everything is is brown. The coloring. This is actually a pretty dope haircut for oh. a white person. No, his coloring, not a, there's not a gray hair on that head. To me My like, beard has more gray than his beard. Why does that? Why does his forehead end like in the middle of his head? It's really weird. It's kind of strange. And he has a widow's peak, too. Like, well, that's the hairline's back, but that's where it started, it's so it's okay. Is he going to start a comb forward? No, like I don't think so. You like what you see, huh? But I think there's some hair being added to the front of his head. I don't know if it's just it's the the whatever uh, medicine he's on is growing hair suddenly. I mean, he's bound to have the best possible hair growth substances available to man. <laughs> whatever he's using is well, working. Well, he's always been on the forefront of technology. I mean, he knew about Adobe Selma Flare before anyone. If I were Madonna, I'd be talking to Fouts. <laughs> By the way, she... She's popping he, he didn't off again. He fucking her. <laughs> She's too old for him. Turn her down. She's dried up. He's dating a hotter, younger chick than Madonna. Who works for him. There's the uh, flyer. See, hey, guys, I want to date a fucking 60-year-old hang. I mean. Fuck that shit. I don't, I'm not interested in any old, ugly hang. I would. think after a certain age, they're all dried up, washed up, burned out. Who would you rather of- donate money to? The guy in that flyer or the guy we just saw getting out of the car looking all handsome i'd say the new guy yeah I mean, he's that guy's on top of the world and he's got a 30 year old girlfriend yeah. and she's pretty hot what is that Ugh. what's going on i i really i i hate to be what what's going on weird. is he what? i think it's pretty obvious what's are, going on they're they're having coitus is there friction happening there i'm sure it has occurred i don't know how how active it is now. I'm in the mood I mean, for some coitus. They, Get they, over here. But he's physically peaking right now. They've been together for like right a, a decade, right? He's physically peaking. He's physically peaking. He needs friction. Yeah, that ligament removed so it's even longer. <laughs> and no, fat I, injections. We was doing pussy. I think he's as horny as he's ever been. Why would you want to look that hot if you weren't going to use it in some way? Because he never we cared doing before. Pussy. Well, that makes me feel like they broke up then. He's trying to get hotter to get a new woman. I think he was upping his game. I mean, he'll trade up. I think if he can find another 26-year-old out there. I mean, it's like DiCaprio for crying out loud. <laughs> Maybe the genius behind this is it's a great distraction because everyone's like, look at that new mayor. He's so hot. Let's vote for him again. When in reality, it's his fifth term that he shouldn't be doing. No, it's completely illegal. They passed term limits. He has no business running. And Heather Catalo did a story. But you're voting for the new Fouts. The new good-looking well, phones. Yeah, he claims he's grandfathered in, that this clause does not... Fucking ridiculous. Uh, it doesn't mean anything for him, because well, he's already been... As you'll see in the story, you can go ahead and hit that. 
uh, there's some malarkey going on. Even though Warren has a term limit rule in its charter, Mayor Fouts has decided to run there. again. Look at there. Oh, 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 oh. Great, Pause. Great, in the same story, they catch. used some old footage where he's got like, I'd say, 38 hairs on the front half of his head. Oh, and they're, they're sparsely and they're, they're all over the place. He doesn't even have a good hair. I mean. Oh, that is amazing, Drew. It looks like he hasn't even shampooed his hair in a week. And then no, it goes, that was not me on the tape. Well, that was a manufactured, engineered tape it go, it by, go, you can do it by Adobe software. It goes to the new that? hotter fouts, and all of a sudden there's this afro springing up from pretty close to where the front hairs are on that shot. And it's super thick, too, his oh, new head of hair. absolutely I mean, that thick. just looks like pubes sprinkled on a bald guy's head there. I don't think you can get fingers through that hair, that it's, new hair. It's has decided to run back. again. <laughs> This invitation for that re-election party on January 25th shows the cost to get into the fundraiser ranged from $125 to $1,000. That same day, Fouts put out this notice declaring a snow emergency for later that night. It even says all city employees will be called upon to work mandatory overtime. (laughs) Despite that call for help from staffers, sources have identified several of the mayor's appointees and employees that are undercover camera captured as they arrive at the fundraiser. City attorneys, the head of the building department, (laughs) the boss of Parks and Recreation, and the police commissioner all showed up. Some Warren police officers were even called to the scene during the storm after a woman protesting Fouts was asked to leave. City officials say oh, the head of the Department of Public Works and protest? the Department of Public Services director, who oversee the division in charge of snow removal, were also there. <laughs> the All people. hands on deck, except if he has a... The director in charge of snow removal was there on, like, the worst snow day of the year when all hands were supposed to be on deck. All hands on deck. What a joke. Mandatory overtime. Warren resident Tom Craig says he isn't just mad that city employees were allegedly whining and dining while streets and sidewalks needed to be plowed. He says he's frustrated because the city charter prevents Fouts from running again. It's a slap in the face. A blatant display of the rules apply to everyone else except me. Craig is one of the 41,319 voters who overwhelmingly passed an amendment to the city charter in 2020 that limits all (laughs) Warren elected officials, including the mayor, to just three terms in office. Fouts was in the middle of his fourth term when the charter was amended. And even though (laughs) nearly 68% of the voters approved the term limits, on January 30th, Fouts officially filed to run for a fifth term term he knows the rules he just doesn't every single hair has the width of like 50 hairs today, doesn't it? they apply to him so craig found this complaint with the secretary of state in. alleging the fouts fundraiser violated campaign <laughs> finance law that. they keep this, using the shot of Fouts getting, getting out, out of the, the car, car to which, go to the fundraiser don't you want to see the video of him getting out of that car and see how gingerly he was doing <laughs> he's it? he's all man he's a big strong looking guy it looks pretty slick he looks great. He does. No homo. A million bucks. No State homo. Bureau of Elections is now investigating. You can't expend funds if you're not eligible for a re-election. He's not. Mindy Moore is the Warren City yeah, Council Secretary and one of several council members who regularly spar with Fouts. Is it disrespectful to the voters? It is very disrespectful, I believe. 
Um, the mayor has said Our the bitch. city is his life and his <laughs> wife. Well, I think the residents are ready for a divorce. Oh. This memo Ooh. from Fout City oh. Attorney says term limit oh, rules don't shot. apply to the mayor because they can't be applied retroactively. <laughs> Attorney Ethan Vinson said voters may not have understood a yes vote on the proposal no, you, would have barred Fouts from like running that. again. Wait, the, pause. Uh, charter so basically you voters are just, stupid. Yep. You can't say he's running again because when they made the term limit, we don't think voters understood it. Yeah. That's Fuck you. Fuck really that shit. Cut <laughs> out, Fouts. Language is clear that it applies um, to all years previous to the amendment. So this is just ridiculous. According to these meeting minutes, that's the legal opinion the city clerk relied on to add Fouts to the ballot at an election commission uh-huh. meeting held at 7 in the morning last <laughs> November. <laughs> Nobody knew about it. It was a secret. <laughs> this is unheard of for anybody to get pre-certified to run for office. It's revolting. It's Does this feel clinton Oh, yeah. Close to a subversion of monarchy. the process. But, you know, he... Um, he people of Warren love him. It's like I've been raped. It's like I've been accosted. I, I think he'll win if they hold the so. vote. It'll be if really he's close. on the ballot. I think he'll win. I really do. Although, well, they, you're not looking at the good things he's done. They should do we call her. Maybe we should call her. We should yeah. Do we have? Gladys I bet she'd vote with her. Still? She'd vote. Yeah, I think it was in the system. St. Clair Shores-based attorney Kurt O'Keefe has advocated for term limits all over the U.S. He calls the decision to ignore the will of Warren voters disrespectful. What he's saying is you voted two to one. Some people are saying this guy's jealous of Fouts' hair. I don't care what you want. <laughs> I'm too important. That's not he what and I are both on, on whatever he's doing. supposed to be. As for the fundraiser, Fout says none of the city workers at his event were responsible for plowing during the snowstorm. <laughs> and he says they got the city cleared in record time. Hey, uh, forensic accountant, please. Disagrees. There was a snow emergency and everyone was there, including the guy in charge of the snow plows, including the guy in, in charge <laughs> Pretty of Pretty slippery when Fouts is getting out of his car. at the city parks, which didn't get done for four days after it snowed. Mayor Fouts would not talk to us on camera, but he did tell me he thinks he was grandfathered in so the term limits rule in the city charter doesn't apply to him. Meanwhile, the city council is filing a lawsuit to challenge the election commission pre-certifying the mayor to be on the ballot. I'm Heather Catalo, wow. 7 Action News. A good story. And Heather looks like a million bucks. Well, that's why they had her do the story, because I figure Fouts would want to talk to her. Yeah, you have to have somebody who can compete with him on a hotness level, <laughs> and there's very few at Channel 7, 4 or 2, that can do that. Uh, before we get to Carl and who are these podcasts, uh, we'll mention this. Come hear the real story with White Boy Rick, hosted by... Detroit journalist Charlie LaDuff in a one-on-one, no-holds-barred interview live at the Andiamo Celebrity Showroom in Warren, Saturday, March the 19th. That's going to be a party. White Boy Rick will be telling the fascinating story of his life before, during, and after prison. Audience members will have the chance to ask questions during the evening. Tickets are on sale at andiamoshowroom.com or 586-268-3200. VIP meet-and-great packages are also available I can't believe there are many because I looked at the floor plan and most there's a lot of tickets sold. For, a lot of tickets sold for this. I think uh, the place holds about nine hundred. Not Diamos does they do really nice events like the Fouts uh, fundraiser. Oh, that was it, Andy Amos. Yeah. Sign was in the back. <laughs> I believe. I believe it. It looked like it. From oh, was I that the celebrity showroom? I think so. From from what I because that's in Warren. So, yeah. No, I've never been there. Oh, so it's I not. It's it's it. a nice. It's a it's a really nice. 
intimate venue. I like it. Yeah, they had all the guys from mm-hmm. Sopranos. Yeah, yeah. They've done that three or four times. And so Maz, that's when Maz stole that uh, listener's bottle of wine. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I've heard nothing, though, but people had a great time at that yeah. event. You don't want to miss the real story. White Boy Rick, one-on-one with Charlie LaDuff at the Andiamo showroom Saturday, March the 19th. And I saw there are, a f- there's probably a four or six or, or maybe two, two four-packs of tickets that are close. There's a few four-packs in the middle, and there's a few at the back. But I would guess they've sold 95% of the tickets are gone. I mean, I was impressed, mm-hmm. honestly. Hall Financial! Our friends at Hall Financial are presenting sponsor also present to you on the Hall Financial Zoom line. Carl from Who Are These Podcasts, 866-CALL-HALL, or chat with them online at Call Hall First. How's it going, Carl? What is happening, Drew? How you been, buddy? Got the Cubs hat on, looking strong. That's right. It's baseball season now. Football's over. We're getting there. I know. This is a grim period. I've been enjoying all the podcasts, by the way. I mean, you really struggle for entertainment. It's always nice to have a couple saved up for those dreadfully boring days. <laughs> Nothing to do. But um, today you're going uh, for Chelsea Handler. Chelsea has another new podcast. Yeah, she has an advice show called Dear Chelsea. I can't think of someone better to give advice to people than Chelsea Handler. You know, I have to admit, I don't like Chelsea Handler a lot, but I've been watching clips of her from The Daily Show. Yeah. She's going to get that job, isn't she? I, you know, um, I watched a lot of the guest host feeling just because I just wanted to see how it went. She was the best. She was better than Sarah Silverman. She was better than Wanda Sykes. She was better than D.L. Hugelin. Now, it's a very low bar, but she was the best. not difficult to pull I, off. I know. I'm just, but, <laughs> but, you, but you know what kind of person they're going to hire. But she, she For was, that audience, she, she's she probably mo- good. She had the most edge. Definitely, she had she had a good. I thought she did a pretty good job. I don't. I don't ever want to hear her give advice of any sort. But still, I was surprised. But I have heard her a couple of her podcasts, and oh my god, is she annoying! It is always about Chelsea on the podcast. It is so about Chelsea. I hope, Carl, will there be any? Will I be proven correct about that? Probably. I would love to follow Trevor Noah. On anything that he does, it doesn't mean the next person up. This is the funniest person to ever exist. You know, he sold out the Fox Theater. I'm like, twice, right? So people do love Trevor, but they weren't watching the the Daily Show. But I guess his name. I mean, if you're promoted every morning on CBS News at 7 a.m. in the open, that's. I mean, that has to give you some some good pull in terms of selling tickets. I guess, even though the jokes are never funny. I, I've said this before on this show. I saw Trevor Noah in New York before he got the Daily Show gig. And it was just one of these showcase shows. A bunch of different comics came up. And I didn't know who he was. I'd never heard of him before. And I thought he was very funny oh. when I saw him live. You know, he did 10 minutes, and, and I thought he was really good. I haven't heard him say one funny thing since then. <laughs> he peaked. A single funny thing. <laughs> he when you saw him. He tells his jokes really fast, so you can't really analyze that they weren't funny. It's until the Robin, he's, he's like the new Robin Williams. He's telling the next one, and then I found that, wow, he told so many fast jokes that seemed kind of cringy, and I never laughed. But I've heard are... people say mean things about Robin Williams before, but that takes the cake right there. <laughs> wow. That's why, that's, killed, that's why he killed him. <laughs> <laughs> that's rough right oh, there. All right. So Take let's start off my, uh, my track number 14. So this show starts off, Dear Chelsea, with an ad read. And um, oh, I think CBD, obviously, is amazing. Is that still a current sponsor right now, guys? 
Yeah, CBD is yeah. amazing. I think it's everybody should try it. Of course. No, it's try right. Next it's Evo, too. Yeah, if you're going to yeah. try yeah, it. Absolutely. Evo.com. Promo code Drew. So let's start off with an ad read for CBD for dogs. They are created from scratch dogs. specifically for dogs. CBD dog health products feature full spectrum cannabinoid blends <laughs> tested for purity by independent labs. So you have a health regimen for your pet, right? Plenty of exercise, good food, vet visits. So keep your pet care holistic with CBD dog health products. Guys, I listened to this whole ad read. It doesn't even explain what the benefits might be. It's just like, well, it's holistic and it's tested by labs. I know dog owners are dumb. Don't get me wrong. But are they falling for this? I'm willing to give it a shot with Lila. Yeah, yeah I'll give Lila anything. Um, I think Lila should just get edibles, period. Lila's had CBDs with very little success. <laughs> I'm shocked. They have no impact on her whatsoever. I also got, you know, we got her one of those shock things that works perfect no for my dog. And it does not work I, at all for Lila. I feel like I've cracked the code on Lila. The only thing that ever gets her to stop barking is if you literally bark back at her. Or yeah. pick her up. You've seen it. She stops barking if I bark at her. It's weird. I think she fears you, though. I don't know how long it's going to work because I've tried that. You try barking at her? Yes. Oh. It's, it's successful at first, but the have a better novelty bark. wears off. <laughs> I like that Lila's like, oh, that's annoying. Is that what I sound like? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the reason why I wanted to bring this show on is because so Chelsea Handler and this woman Catherine Law co-host the show, and they bring on their guest Megan Trainer. Do you guys remember Megan Trainer? Oh, yeah. all about the bass. Mm-hmm. All about that bass. Well, apparently, she has a new hit song. It's it's huge on TikTok. There's a dance for it. It's all the rave right now. So track number fifteen. Listen to how obnoxious these women are when they start their interview. I, I have a feeling it's going to be very hyperbolic. Yeah. Hi, Megan Trainer. Hi. Oh, oh, so exciting. An in-person meet and greet. In person. Look, at, I'm on the show. I know. It's exciting. I mean, we've, of course, met before. A couple of, of times, yeah. This is Catherine, our producer. I know, Catherine. Hi. How are you? Thanks You're for good. having me. Oh, my God. Thanks. I, I love you, Megan Trainer. I'm you. so happy. There's nothing like hellos and goodbyes to add flavor to something. I mean, it's, there's waste. always great exchanges in hellos and goodbyes. Who isn't turning this off? As soon as I hear this, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm out. This is so fake and forced. There's nothing real about this conversation. So I got to tell you, I, I have a feeling when she's giving me advice, I'm going to like it less than the hellos. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that was terrible. The advice is brutal, but now we're going to talk about Megan Trainer's new hit song, and not even Megan Trainer could believe that she actually has another hit song. <laughs> she was convinced that she was a one-hit wonder. It's nice to be back in the spotlight. I know, I know, <laughs> and you good. could and you could actually dance for a white woman like oh you have God. rhythm. I can't believe that voice has a song, has a hit song. Wow, it's terrible. Yeah. So that whole woman. thing where you can dance for a white woman, I think what that means is you can't dance very well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> If I'm reading between the lines, because I watched the video for her new song and she's not dancing in it at all. And the dancers who are dancing are fat, fatter than she is. So I'm what, not what, sure. What, what are the, what's the ethnicity of the ones that are dancing, by the way? Are they white? Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Definitely. And that kind of proves the point. You know, yeah. she's got 30 million monthly listeners on Spotify. And I'm looking at the picture of her at the top and it looks like that's a painted on dress, isn't it? Is that paint? No, no. no. I don't think it's just Tight dress store. 
Yeah, very extremely tight dress door. It's also mostly see-through, and the thing is, uh, she's not very pretty. But uh, so maybe it distracts you from the fact that her face isn't so hot. So you look at her body. I don't know. She's not very pretty is the perfect description <laughs> of, of Mega Trader. I, I couldn't, I could have articulated that better. I wish I would have written that down. <laughs> I to figure out how to describe this woman. And by track number 17, she talks about how she was shy in high school and she didn't like to dance in front of people. Yeah. I always wanted to dance, but I was the girl in middle school, like at the school dances that was like sitting by myself in the corner. Like I can't go out and dance in front of people, you know? Really? Is it your piercing voice and your less than attractive, your your not so pretty appearance? (laughs) I have to say, this is the first time I've heard a celebrity say that because I've heard a thousand celebrities say they weren't popular in high school, they were shy. This is the first time I believe it. (laughs) Really? Yeah, but that that actually makes sense. Oh, God, her voice is so piercing, isn't it? It's horrible. It's terrible. Oh, I have a great drop for you guys. This is uh, Chelsea Handler. This is uh, track 18. Wow, how great of a story is that? (laughs) We could have used that for the Ted Williams clip of the day today. (laughs) Oh, God, that's great. You know who is just uh, a drop treasure is Sophia with an F. We were listening to a little bit of that. You say, oh, my God, there's just drops left, right? Especially I have a feeling we'll hear more. Really? (laughs) That's good foreshadowing there, Drew. Whatever. I can't believe she's still a top 250 podcast. I mean, she's going, she's headed out the charts, but I can't believe she's still there. She's that bad, but I'm sorry. I disagree because we are going to get into Sophia with an F. She had Billy McFarlane on her show. Great guy. And I had to tell you, Sophia with an F is a terrible broadcaster in every way. Mm -hmm. She's entertaining. There's something about her show. Whenever I listen to it, I'm interested in it. I don't know why. Is is it because of the guests she has or is it because... Wait, that's such a good point. Is it because she's dumb (laughs) and and just asks, like, I don't know, bizarre questions? 100%. Doesn't understand how awkward a question might be? I'm fascinated by the it? way she talks. It's so bizarre. I Plus, I hear the drops. Now. So it's so just like, Oh, that. my God, I got to get that. Got to get that. Got to get that. So it's that. But her- Whatever. Billy McFarlane is a very good guest. She does no preparation. None. Yeah. Oh, well, well, a couple more clips on this, then we'll get into that, because literally, she said, really? <laughs> on this show? I thought it was you hitting a drop. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. All right, a couple more things, though, on, uh, on Megan Trainer. So this is kind of funny. My, my track number 19, Chelsea tries to explain how normal Megan is. And even Megan's surprised by this. That's when you're good, when you're peeking on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, congratulations on that success. Fun for you, right? So fun. And you so deserve it because you're so normal. Ah. I like that about you. Everyone says that about you. I mean, not, really? well, not everybody, but the people we have in common. <laughs> she goes, everyone says you're really normal. She's like, really? Is that true? She's like, well, no, no. Not, not anyone, actually. <laughs> I think she means very average, really. <laughs> right, yeah. Not, By not normal, if you mean like, you look like you live in the Midwest, then yes. How is she pulling this off? It's a fair question. Megan Trainer. Yeah. But in a way, aren't you glad because she's not that cookie cutter, you know, hot piece yeah. of ass that just gets attention? No, I was surprised to see this this sexy thing she's wearing on a not-that-sexy body, I, but... I think her songs are kind of novelty songs, though, in a way. Or okay. Like new version novel, novelty songs, you know, all about that bass, and the new one has a dance, and it's almost, like, specifically made for TikTok, so... Oh, well, some people know what they're doing. I suppose. She's so normal. She is very normal. In fact, in this last track I have out here, oh, she God. talks about having an anal fissure. 
What? Which I wish. I don't know about you guys, but this really turns me out. I don't want to think about her having that. No. No, or any. I chick. wish it was as simple as change your diet. She's like, some people just have hard poops and have to live off a of Miralax. And so I'm a Miralax <laughs> bitch now. Really? Yeah. Nothing works for you to go to the bathroom Nothing beside? makes it soft. Uh-huh. Unless I have, like, burning Indian hot food, you know? Have you ever tried magnesium O3? Do you know, do you know what that is? I used to pop magnesium. I'll try that. Magnesium but I just, O3 is, like, a game changer for me. Magnesium. Yeah. Everyone's like, I've heard that lately. It's like, oh, oh yeah. Three. If you do four of those a night, I did this once on oh Instagram, God. and I can't tell you how many people are like, you don't understand, you changed my poop game. That's gross. I've never heard chicks talk about dumping so much in my life or the texture of their dumps. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of bizarre. She's a really hard shit. <laughs> uh, her tissue. Yeah, I don't think that made her any more attractive to me. That's Not much nasty. less either, really. Oh, well. So, Mega Trader has a podcast, and uh, she does it with her brother. She lives with both of her brothers. Oh, I'm so glad we get to meet her brother, because I I would never know him otherwise. Yeah, her brother's name is Ryan. She has a podcast. It's called Working On It with Megan Trainer and Ryan Trainer. I'm afraid that Ryan doesn't have much going on in his life. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing guessing that's the case, considering he lives with his sister. Yes. And they are not from L.A., so... That'd be my guess. But anyway, that's a story for another day, I suppose, because we got to talk about Sophia with an app. Sophia Franklin, who obviously used to be on Call Her Daddy with Alex Cooper. They had the very famous breakup and Sophia with an F went out on her own and she's wildly successful at podcasting. She is. And this has got a pissed off true to no end. <laughs> Miss Sophia with an F is good at podcast. Well, not good. Successful. It's just shocking to me that you can you can speak so unattractively and still pull people in with audio content like that. Uh, does she have video content too? You know what? I'm not sure about that. I, she must, but I haven't even looked into that. I only, I only I listened didn't to even her show. I know it existed. I mean, the way she talks is pretty fascinating, and and I do keep listening for some reason. And she does get great guests. I'm sure being hot doesn't hurt any, but I, I'm kind of surprised that even people her age want to hear someone that talks like this. And she does. What I love about it, not only does she talk in, in a way that is the opposite of what you would think is broadcast quality, mm-hmm. but she also, like you said, is unprepared. She asks the worst <laughs> questions. And this is what we're going to highlight today on this interview with Billy McFarlane, who's been out of prison since August. And she asks him all of the dumbest questions I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I want to say this too, Carl, that most people have watched one or both Fire Festival documentaries, and they're incredibly complete. There's tons of data on him uh, before the Fire Festival as a child, his parents, everything. And she has to ask about all those things because she knows none of them. I don't think yeah. she watched any of this. I, I do right. want to say, by the way, she does have a YouTube channel. Uh, t- only 23,000 subscribers, oh. uh, but it is mainly of the podcast. But then she has her Instagram where there's a lot of hot pictures of her. Oh, okay. Um, 745,000 followers Whoa. there. So, yeah. okay. you know, people know she's hot, I guess. If that's She'll be around a while. Well, she's an influencer, and it's funny because she even asked Billy at one point, she goes, if you had hired me to be an influencer to go to the Fire Festival, because, you know, that was his whole <laughs> marketing yeah. plan. She goes, how much would you have paid me? And his answer was actually kind of funny. He goes, well, I would have looked at my bank account that day, and either I'm down by $3 million or up $10 million. So I would have made a decision based on that. He, I think he mentioned that he would have looked at his nine accounts. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. So let's start with my, uh, my track. Number one, the question is, how do your parents feel about you going to prison? Great question. Everyone wants to know the answer. Know. And very varied responses, typically. Some people are happy about it. Some people are in between. So what did or what do your parents do? Um, they do, like, real estate stuff in New Jersey. And, okay. yeah, they're, like, not involved in, like, the, my New York escapades. They're not? No. Well, how do they feel about the whole prison thing i think it's just like super embarrassing for <laughs> all friends and family mm. and <laughs> time well spent <laughs> could you imagine if he was like oh they were excited about it my mom wanted me to get my comeuppance for a while you just so, don't you don't ask questions that where the answer is obvious it's a waste of time and she wastes right. a lot of time i can't wait to hear on what Oh, my mom sent me a letter every day that I was in prison that just said, ha ha, with a drawing of Nelson on it, pointing. I loved it. Yeah, what do you think going to say to that? They bragged to their friends. Amazing. <laughs> All right. So Billy's talking about my track number two here. He's talking about he left college after his freshman year. And he started up these companies. He had some VC money coming in. He moved to New York. And he's got a, a fun, humble brag here. I think like one of the fun stories is I was in the second ever WeWork space. So ooh. it was back in like. <laughs> she hit him with an ooh. She did. Guys, hey. I, wrote, I wrote that down, Brad. If he wasn't talking over it, that would have been an amazing drop. But he's fucking talking <laughs> over it. Uh, Carl, did you get the feeling that Billy McFarlane sort of suggests at some times that, you know, he's certainly a guilty guy that did bad things. But at other times. I get the feeling that he's selling Sophia on the fact that I was a brilliant business person who had a bad day and just didn't get the right guy to take to the next level. And she buys it. She buys anything. Drew, what's insane in this, I know you've listened to this episode too. What's crazy about it is he starts off the interview by saying, my goal in life is to not be introduced as the guy who did the fire festival. <laughs> I don't want to be known luck. for that. Too late. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to do something else. I want to be known for other things. I'm trying to change what I've done in my life and what people think about me. And then if you go to my track number nine, listen to how he answers this question. Are you going to do a, a fire festival? Uh, I can't right now because I'm on probation, but in my life, I have to do it. And my entire goal is like get some business success in the next couple of years and just do it for free where like not one person's paying, oh, yeah. but it's like do the craziest festival of all time and never do it again. A great, what a great <laughs> business plan. Do it for free. <laughs> if you don't want to be known as the guy who then ripped everyone off at the fire yeah. festival, don't do a second fire festival. <laughs> Why don't you just pay people back what they're owed first, and then we'll talk about the next thing? He's always on to ways, new ways to separate people from their money. He's got all these big plans. Just pay the fucking people back. Take a job at wow. Lowe's or Home Depot. Think he's smaller. going to, Drew. He explains he's going to give everyone back every penny. I heard. But sure. what I like about this show is that Sophia gives us a very accurate summary of how the fire festival even came about. If you play my track number three here. Okay. So you had an app and then somehow it turned into a festival. <laughs> it's Nailed it. <laughs> Maybe she did watch both of those docs after all. <laughs> no, she didn't really have a very good understanding of this at all. Did she? Not, not even close. And you would think that she would have known about it. 
I know, and it's just been so publicly discussed. It just seems I'm amazed that she didn't just almost by being a normal human being learn more about Billy McFarlane before this interview. I would have thought she would have gone to it. She right. seems like the yeah. kind of person yeah. who showed up. I'm sure that uh, it probably went on during Call Her Daddy. I'm sure they must have talked about it on that show. Yeah, I think so. Wasn't it before Call Her Daddy? I don't know. When was Fire Festival? Oh, 2017 or so? Yeah, I would, have, I would say. prison something. for four years, so. Oh, that's right. Yeah, April of 2017. Okay, so maybe it's a little before Call Her Daddy. Doesn't, Carl, doesn't he just sound like the biggest tool, no matter what he's saying? He's so identifiable as a tool. Yeah, I don't know, who's ever going to do business with him again? It's insane. Like All he does is lie to everyone, and this is really a funny part of the show because he talks about how he was lying to investors. So this is when he was building his, his startup here. He's lying to investors. He was forging documents. He was just like building spreadsheets that were just false about the revenue he was making and then sharing that with investors. And this is another just brilliant question, my, my track number four here from uh, Sophia. So what was it that made you want to lie? <laughs> Money. <laughs> Money, you idiot. <laughs> what a dumb question that is. Uh, why, was, why do people want to give you millions of dollars? So that they would give me the millions of dollars. I, what, what do you mean? <laughs> well, didn't she? She just didn't have the question. She didn't have a question. She made That's it up as she went such along. That's a good question. Didn't she make it up as she went along? It really, can you play it again? So what was it that made you want to lie? <laughs> it really does sound like she just somehow managed to get a question out. At least she was listening because Billy was going through this whole thing about lying to investors and all these mistakes that he made. Now he's never going to do that again. <laughs> At least she like picked up one of the keywords, like lie. Uh, why, why? You said lie? You lied? Why'd you do that? Like, at least there was something there. Good question. I don't know if you're going to get to this part, Carl, but... Uh, you know, when he was talking about the fraudulent statements and stuff, and he yeah. said, I wasn't even good at it. And, you know, they I think they kind of knew I was lying to them, but I built up so much trust before then that uh, they wanted to stay in business. It's like, yeah, what yeah, yeah. the fuck are you talking about? You get a fraudulent statement from someone and you think they're going to go, yeah, but otherwise he's so trustworthy. I just got to go ahead. Yeah, that that's, that's so really dumb. Nobody wants to just hand someone tens of millions of dollars that they, when they know they're lying to them. That doesn't make any sense at all. But if I remember correctly, I think Sophia thought, oh, that's really cool that you built up all that trust. Yeah. Well, <laughs> good, good on you, buddy. It's pretty gullible. So then out of nowhere, Sophia tells us about a business idea. <laughs> that's her idea. It's a friend of hers idea. My, my track number five here. Okay, I want to ask you about this business idea, yeah. super random tangent, and this is trademark, no one can take it. It's not mine, it's someone yeah. I know. Okay. He wants to do toilet paper for urinals because he said that after dudes pee, they will just like shake their dick and then put it back in their boxers and will literally have piss in their boxers and think that's fine. And he thinks it's disgusting, and so he'll wipe his wiener hole with, with toilet paper. <laughs> I had that idea like three days ago. <laughs> she said they literally piss in their boxers. No, I think they're done pissing. Yeah. What? yeah. 
<laughs> also, What's she goes, I this got this guy? brilliant idea for a business. Um, Sophia, it's called toilet paper. It already exists. <laughs> it's not a business. Yeah, I think we're, are we talking about a, a toilet paper container that would hold it right next to the urinal? Yeah, like a roll like you have in a stall. Why doesn't that guy just go in the stall and piss? Can we check? He's got such a bad problem with it. Can we check the trademark on that? I don't believe there's a trademark on that. <laughs> and what are you going to do? Wad up this fucking toilet paper and throw it in the urinal that doesn't flush or go anywhere? No, it sounds like way too much point. work in the bathroom. It's going to take up too much space because, yeah. yeah, you have to get rid of the toilet paper. Yeah, no one's going to carry it to the fucking trash can. That's a oh, terrible shit. idea. Mark, that's really <laughs> smart. They should have like a handkerchief for wiping your wiener hole. <laughs> that's something you just put right back in your front pocket. That's, that's not any grosser than not. <laughs> like instead of the square up here, you have it down here on your pants. <laughs> your pants pocket. I was picturing Mark's idea. You with the sign, you know, just carry your used toilet paper to the to the basket. <laughs> or why not just, uh, just just put a rag there and all the guys can share it. People carrying peed on toilet paper. No, it's fucking stupid. Stupid. The garbage on the other side. Of the room. But it's trademarked. It's already taken. Don't try to steal it. <laughs> but Sophia wants to know how many guys are, are wiping. And so she wants to put a poll out by track number six oh, here. Jesus. We're going to put a poll up and see how many dudes wipe their wiener hole. Oh, that, that's... Can, we, can we put a poll up on Twitter? How many dudes wipe their wiener hole? <laughs> did, did she do it? Did she, be zero. did she put the poll up? Can anybody check? I'll look, but I don't think she did. <laughs> I don't think she did. I think it's zero percent. <laughs> My God. How many dudes wiped your wiener hole? It's so stupid. It's hole. gross, too. Stop calling it a wiener hole. <laughs> a wiener hole. <laughs> uh, grow up. Has anyone ever called it that before? No, because yes. it's not. No. Oh, oh you guys are doing that, uh, what, what, prettiest butthole? What's the contest? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> prettiest we, butthole. It. It's uh, actually a deja vu in East Lansing. Deja vu. So can we do prettiest wiener <laughs> hole? I want to get that. <laughs> no. No. Come on. Why not? They're all beautiful. There can be no one prettiest. <laughs> oh, my. All right. Here is another brilliant question because she's got a lot of great questions. My track number seven here. Yeah. Do you regret it now? Do you wish you had been like, For probably sure. don't show up here? I mean, like I regret lying from day one. <laughs> <laughs> she asked if he regrets Fire Festival. <laughs> he spent four years in prison. And if you Google him, it says con artist. <laughs> Next to his name. Do you regret this? He's like, kind of. Yeah. So, 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 that things a little differently? so far, her questions are, were your parents, uh, how'd they feel about you going to prison? Um, why did you lie? And do you regret it? What a fucking Well, idiot. and the toilet paper question, too. Well, that was kind of fun. Wiener hole. That's just a good idea. She was trying to get money out of she him. She passed for that. <laughs> oh, man. Do you want to invest in my- <laughs> She should have asked him. Yeah. And he regrets- he might have. He regrets Fire Festival from the first day. I don't think he regretted no, it the first no day. Way. That's no. such a lie. No. Did she ever ask him? About, stopped. Did she ever ask him about Jaw Rule's involvement at all? Yes. She does. Okay. Thank you. You're actually leading into my next track here. So my, oh. my number eight. Uh, he's talking about the payroll of his company. At the time of the fire festival, they had 800 employees. Oh my God. And so he talks about what the payroll is, and Sophia is blown away by this. But she actually but has right. a good joke that he does not appreciate. Oh, good. But our right. payroll is fucking crazy. You know, it's like $10 million a month in like salaries. And it's like, I can't find one person. $10 million a yeah. month in salaries. Yeah. It was absurd. 
whoa, yeah. that's a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, who was running your finances? <laughs> no one. That was one of the problems. Jaw rule. <laughs> that's kind of funny. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. He wasn't having it, but I thought that was pretty how, good. How many employees did you say? How many so 800 employees. So that's an average of 12.5 per employee. Now, wow. obviously, you know how this works. There's going to be guys who are making sure. millions of dollars a year. It's all that skews the average, but it's not that crazy to have a $10 million a month payroll. It's a big company. But why do they have that many employees? Do they need that? That's a, I was kind of wondering the same Put thing. Put on a fucking festival? Well, how much? Most, con- most, most of it's contracted out, right? Let me ask I, a silly question. How many tickets were there for Fire Festival? Like 10,000? And what did it cost? How many months of $10 million can you pay with the revenues from what Fire Festival brought in? That sounds crazy. It's insane. Bro, the Fire Festival is just to promote the app. Oh, that's You're right. not getting oh, this. Right. Billy that's McFarlane's right. really bad at business. He <laughs> yes, sucks he at is. it. I, for, I, forgot, I forgot that he had an app that became the Fire Festival. Like Sophia yeah, right, yeah. just literally told us. God, the the one takeaway I have from this, I don't think Billy McFarland wanted this to be the takeaway, is that he sucks at business. <laughs> I'll never give him a penny of my money to do anything. No, he just needed the person to take to the next level. That's what people don't recognize. Just like uh, Adam from WeWork. He just didn't recognize he needed that next guy. Although they're yeah. still losing, aren't they? They're, I mean, they're fixing it or trying to, and they're still losing hundreds of billions of what, dollars. What, we, WeWork? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, they're trying to rebuild it, but he just made so many different things like um, weird kinds of coffee and then daycare and a school. And yeah, he's an idea man. Mm-hmm. But but the yeah. WeWork was a viable business. I mean, we've seen work shared space. I don't get it. I don't understand. But Billy McFarland had to say that he's brilliant because he's a guy who did something big and then completely yeah. fucked it up kind of like Billy likes to think of himself. So by bragging about, oh, how brilliant Adam is, he just needed the guy to get him to the next level and he didn't recognize that. Okay. So what's interesting here is that Billy did some really shady, ridiculous shit before he went to prison. Uh, I can't remember if this was covered in the docs or not, but she asked this question in my track number 10, and I think he's lying about his answer. (laughs) Because I heard something like you... I don't know if you filed a lawsuit or like something, but you didn't want to pay the people who had purchased tickets or you wanted them to pay you. Is that accurate? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You wanted to pay the people that bought tickets. Now, how would that get him in trouble? I like Paying goes, people that bought tickets. That's a pretty good deal. Do you have a lawsuit or something? He goes, ah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly no. Or you want them to pay you? Well, if they bought tickets, yeah, you would want them to pay you. I don't know why you'd pay them. Like, fair- she doesn't know what she's talking about. I was going to say, in, no fair- in fairness to him, the way that was asked was really kind of convoluted. So maybe he just wasn't yeah. sure what she was well, asking. You know what he was doing? He was selling those experiences. Yeah. Remember, he'd, yeah. he'd have four tickets to Hamilton and the people would be out in front of Hamilton after they've spent, you know, 10,000 bucks and there were no tickets. Mm-hmm. He just stiffed them. He yeah. did that to tons of people. He's a, because he's a fraudster. Yeah. Plain and simple. So I think she could have. Answer, ask that question a little more specifically. It wouldn't have been that hard. If she watched the doc, she could have done it. Just yeah. one of the docs. Sophia is not a bright individual. And <laughs> at a and certain that- point, Billy is talking about how he's paid over a million dollars to attorneys since the fire festival. And, you know, he's complaining about how much money he spends on attorneys. And in my track number 11, she asked the dumbest question ever. Yeah. Do you have to pay them like on a retainer yeah. hourly? Yeah. <laughs> 
For two different things. Hourly and auto retainer are two very different things. Did you pay them hourly on a retainer? He goes, Yeah. Sure. That's such a good question. I swear. She has experience with lawyers, too. So what? I mean, isn't she like a sixth grader sometimes? I mean, it really feels like maybe it's the charm. So is her audience. (laughs) Yes, I think you're right. All right. My last two clips, I think this, Drew, is what you enjoyed the most about this episode is Billy decides he's going to start playing the victim now. Because Sophia brings something up from the doc that I think shocked all of us. And now Billy's going to pretend that this never happened and he would never do any of this sort of thing. So when you guys ran out of water, there's like this infamous thing that happened with one of your partners. And you told him to go talk to whatever people on the island who (laughs) were basically in charge of the water source. Yeah. And you told him, go suck the guy's dick, right? In order to get the water. Is that correct? So I, I want to put this back on you for one second, then I'll answer the question. Okay. I was so scared to tell anybody any bad news. Do you think like me as this like pussy 24 year old or 25, maybe at the time, mm-hmm. had the capability to order a grown ass man to go suck a dick in, like, in serious behavior? Like you're saying you were joking. Like it was a joke. Yes, yeah, so it was totally in jest. It's mm-hmm. like, go do whatever it takes. Like, go suck that guy's dick and get the water. And but, I think. but wasn't he, like, down to do it? Uh, I had no idea until <laughs> I heard stories in jail about me ordering a guy to go suck a dick. Mm-hmm. So, Well, I do have Andy King's uh, answer to that, basically. I got I to do, his I office fully prepared to suck his dick. <laughs> but wouldn't that yeah. be wild if everyone you told to suck a dick went and sucked a dick or yeah, tried yeah, to go yeah. suck a dick like Andy King? <laughs> well, what's hilarious about this is all of a sudden Billy McFarland out of nowhere is just like, look, I was a shy guy. I'm like 24, 25 years old. You know, I don't know. I, I don't want to talk to a grown man and tell them what to do. It's like, dude, we all saw the doc. Yeah. It's not your personality at all. You're lying, obviously. Yeah, you got Kardashians so, and supermodels to come fly around right. the island on you know jet skis and party with you and have these weekends that were so incredible that the big influencer said i gotta be part of this exactly he has no problem hanging with celebrities and being a big shot and uh so i do have that longer version of uh, andy king's statement in this doc my track number 13 um i think that this kind of shows that uh, billy's full of shit <laughs> Billy called and said, Andy, we need you to take one big thing for the team. And I said, oh my gosh, I've been taking something for the team every day. He said, yeah. well, you're our wonderful gay leader and we need you to go down. Will you suck dick to fix this water problem? And I said, Billy, what? He said, Andy, if you will go down and suck Cunningham's dick, who's the head of customs, and get him to clear all of the containers with water, you will save this festival. And I literally drove home, took a shower. I, 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 I drank some mouthwash. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm really, and I got into my car mouthwash to drive across afterwards. the island to take one for the team. Why is he taking the shower? And I got to his office fully prepared to suck his dick. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound like a joke. No, no. Well, who would lie about that? Andy um, King or Billy McFarland? I better go put that penis in my mouth. Carl, how about the, the part where Billy explains, because she was interested, of course, in the influencers, and, well, you're pregnant at all. 
and all that. And and he says, well, what happened was uh, I went to, you know, the people in charge of Kendall Jenner and all these mega superstar influencers. And I said, uh, how about doing this thing at the Fire Festival and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we'll shoot. And, and, and they're like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? They hung up on him. And so he started getting smaller influencers and flying them on a private jet down to the island. And they had such a great time. They started spreading the word. Oh, my God, partying with Ja Rule and Billy McFarlane all weekend. And the influencers virtually came back to him, the big shot ones. What a pile of bullshit. He offered you them 250000 He offered them 250000 Oh, is this a cut? <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't have it. No, no, he, I know he, you're talking about He about. paid them $250,000. That's why they did it. Not because they heard about what a ball these young hot chicks were having with Ja Rule and Billy McFarland and Exuma. Those girls can go anywhere, anytime they want. These influencers, right. whatever. <laughs> He was trying to play it off like they were volunteering their time to go hang out. Yeah, he's playing right. It's not the it's, case at all. It's so fun to party with Billy McFarlane that they just couldn't <laughs> yeah, resist. Right. They were calling him back. <laughs> oh, I love that Andy King story. Wow. How great of a story is that? <laughs> it's a fucking great story. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to interview him. He was a great right, guy. It was to a interview. blast. Yeah. Nice and then he went on Cameo. That's right. The guy who was supposed to suck dick for water. Was on Cameo. Brandon, can you check his Cameos at some point today? Sure. I want to see if anyone's buying those. He wouldn't be a bad Cameo, actually. No, I know, I, but why is he famous? I don't I know. No, it's it's ludicrous. But look at the people on Cameo. Did you see Suttering John left Cameo officially? He's, he's gone. Was no one buying any? <laughs> well, probably, yeah. That's probably part of it. But, I mean, I have but, to believe he wait. Was, if he was selling two a month, he would continue doing it. I thought he would get enough joke purchases to stay on Cameo. Yeah. Is Eric, uh, high pitch Eric, still selling tons of Cameos? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if he's still doing really well on there, but he was for a while. Well, he I was, know that he's, he's not as big a deal on Howard Stern anymore. Oh, yeah, he's, he's doing Valentine's Day ones. He's never on Howard Stern? No, it's high pitch. I heard you're so low and you're like a middle, and I'm oh God, the I man for you. Nothing like a That's cocky like idiot. Who's high pitch? I'm Tony Clarkson. I'm your man. Carl, did you say he's never on the show anymore? Uh, well, he's not. The, the whack pack's not as featured as they used to be, obviously. Oh, that, because that it's wrong to make fun of mentally challenged people, even though he Correct. did it for all those years. And for some reason, it's okay. But yeah, but now he's hanging in with his A-list uh, celebrity buddies. Yeah, so he's, he's, a hard, he's a hardcore lefty, so we can forgive all of that stuff. But uh, High Pitch Eric at one time was making like, I, I think because they were talking about it on the show, he was making like maybe Six. 15 grand a month yeah, on a Cameo. And some of the staffers there who were making less than $100 were, or $100,000 a year were not allowed to go on Cameo. Right. High pitch Eric bought a seventy thousand dollar pickup truck with cash. cash. <laughs> and and the, the poor people from the Howard Stern staff who went with them to the dealership to watch this happen don't make seventy thousand dollars in a year. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't get over that. It's like, wait, this Eric is making all this money on Cameo and they're not allowed to go on Cameo? What why can you not allow people in a show like that to go on Cameo? What was it? Seems like Howard just not wanting him to have any more money. You can see why Shuli's like, okay, I'm out of here. That's enough. Yeah, I wonder what Shuli was paid on the Stern show. You ever yeah, ask him? Well, I know that, I know, I think the only thing that he said publicly is that when they were renegotiating his deal, they were going to cut his salary in half. 
What? <laughs> yeah. So he moved to Alabama. And um, when they were moving everybody back into the studio again after the pandemic, they're like, well, we're not going to feature the whack pack as much. We're going to change things up. And that was his main thing was the whack pack stuff. So they're like, so we're, we're going to pay you half of what you're making now. And he's just like, oh, well, then no, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> his boss is in the top 10 of entertainers in terms of income for the year, making yeah. $90, billion, or $90 million. And they're going to cut his pay in half. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, does Howard decide what does Howard decide what to pay them? Uh, you got to believe he's got to say, right? Well, of course. Yeah. But I, yeah. I didn't know. Oh, he hides behind the the corporation, yeah. and that's why you got Mar Marcy Turk there. Marcy Turk is the one who makes all the tough decisions and the salary decisions. So they can be like, "Oh, it's out of my hands, everyone." Yeah, but didn't you hire Marcy? Ah, I don't know. <laughs> So what's going on in that show lately? If there's no whack pack, there's no Shuli, there's, I mean, a lot of things are missing, things that people really like. Do they still have phony phone calls with uh, Sal and Richard and that sort of thing? Yes, yeah, Sal and Richard are still on there. They actually had, oh my God, I don't even listen, but my, my buddy does, and he was telling me that they had a Super Bowl bet. Now, yeah. Richard is from Kansas, so he's a big Chiefs fan. And then he had another guy in there. I think it's Will, one of the guys from Philly. And so they had a bet for the Super Bowl. And Richard won the bet because he's a Chiefs fan. And yet he still has to like put pubic hair on his face or something. Like the, like the, the bet didn't even matter. They're just like, okay, we're just going to do a silly stunt either way. Okay. Yeah, it like loses all credibility. It's just like, oh, well, Richard does ridiculous shit. It's going to do ridiculous shit. Like, well, then what was the point well, of don't a do bat the bat. Yeah. or anything? It doesn't even make sense. Did either of you guys see that this Wall Street Journal article about podcasting companies today and cutting back money? Oh, I did not. It's 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 pretty Oh, let me guess. They're going to stop amazing. throwing money at the Meghan and Harry's? Well, yeah, and we've heard that before, but it starts um, with this media company, the Religion of Sports. Have you guys ever heard of this media company? I have not. And I just laugh because the people behind it are Michael Strahan, who's just got <laughs> so much money to burn. <laughs> Gotham Chopra, who is um, Deepak's son. Oh, great. And Tom Brady, who apparently is the <laughs> worst investor in the history of investing. And so the first podcast they put out was Now for Tomorrow with Deepak Chopra. Like, <laughs> that was the fucking first thing they decided to put out. How many producers do you think they hired for, um, for that show? I'm going to say at least four. Carl, do you want to guess how many they hired? Yeah, probably a half dozen. Twelve. And Twelve audio producers. And there's probably no special production on the show either. I mean, I doubt it's full of sound effects and, you know, pre-made, you know, beautiful music and copyrights. Uh, and who, who would even know? And, and, the, and the point of them, you know, doing this setup for this religion of sports is that they just got rid of, because they also were doing documentaries, uh, TV documentaries. Mm -hmm. They just got rid of their audio um, arm of the company because that podcast didn't do shit. In the <laughs> moment with David Green, whatever that was, didn't do shit. They had a podcast called False Idol, didn't do shit. And the, the crux of the article is basically like these short-term like narrative podcasts like Serial mm -hmm. don't really make money because they're put out all at once and right. how do you promote it and sell it and they're kind of realizing this now like way late in the game uh, but the other interesting nugget which I thought you guys might find um well, I just said interesting. Might find of interest is the fact of why they hired a lot of Hollywood people because they were expecting tie-ins to their future projects, mm. which obviously haven't come to fruition because they don't know how to tie in podcasting with like the new uh, movie featuring you know Jason Bateman or Will Arnett. 
I don't think those people feel they owe them anything either. It's well, like, it's oh, like when pull- Sirius hired Oprah Winfrey to run her own channel, and they're thinking like, "Well, Oprah's gonna be promoting Sirius XM over the place." She's never said it once. No, she's like, "Shit!" And she was never on the air either. Right? Yeah. She goes, so oh well, I'm gonna get Gail to do a show when nobody knew Gail, and you know, she. It's also, just- Mark, have you seen this trend? It seems like a pod- new podcasts are actually declining for the first time ever. Yeah. Like they were growing, growing, growing more and more new podcasts. I think what's happening now, and, and this is what I'm seeing anyway in my small world, all of these people are just going to YouTube and making YouTube channels where they can just monetize with super chats. Mm-hmm. And it's the laziest form of broadcasting I've ever seen. There's no show format. You know, you have people who have some kind of name for themselves or a comedian or there's something. And then they go on YouTube and they just talk at the chat and respond to what people are saying to them who give them money. Oh, so I, that's going to be short lived. They're just winging it. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it's yeah. almost like a live cameo thing, so they can say their name and, and have interaction with with right. their favorite celebrity. But they're not doing it'll, it'll a service say, to anybody else who's watching it or listening to it. No, you know these these podcasts. A lot of these celebrity podcasts, they don't really blow off the ground like they used to either. It used to be, oh my god, Rob Lowe's going to be just talking, being Rob Lowe, and I can listen to it. That's so cool. There's a reason. There's a reason he says other people's words. You know, there's a reason they're actors. Well, right. And also, um, the part that I find really just distressing almost is when these new podcasts come up and it's like, oh, and I'll be talking to the biggest stars out there. And they rattle off 10 names who are on every fucking celebrity podcast that's out there already. Unlike Jack Te- Shepard. Uh, unlike Ted Williams, who said he was going to have Will Smith on. And <laughs> oh, yeah. At least he uh-huh. aimed high. What's that? <laughs> At least he aimed very high. Oh, he said Wesley Snipes, too, I think. That would have been cool. <laughs> the Wall Street Journal article also dives into the infamous uh, deal that Stitcher made with James Vanderbeek, <laughs> which is just a fascinating story. Because that's Vanderbeek- the kind of deal I mean, though, that it just isn't. It doesn't get off the ground. It's not going to do a million streams. They're going to hear it the first show, and they go, "I don't know. He's not so great." And I don't want to hear him talk to that other idiot from his stupid TV show. And then it just fades off. And well, what have they gotten for their seven hundred? Well, how much money was it? They were going to pay him $700,000 and 50% of net ad revenues. And it was supposed to be an episode by episode, like commentary on Dawson's Creek, (laughs) which to Vanderbeek's credit, wanted to make it something bigger and different. Uh, But of course it missed all like income projections. (laughs) And they said the average pot. Oh, it did take place. Yeah. It did happen. I guess they, they put a few out according to this article. Yeah. Carl, several of its podcasts missed in, uh, income projections. Yeah, because I thought they were fighting over maybe whether or not Stitcher. they would they would ever pay him. They must have capitulated and said, "Okay, go ahead, do it. We'll pay you." But uh, Carl sounds like one you might want to give a shot at. They expected the sell rate, so you know, available like spots they could sell yeah. to be at seventy percent, and it's more like fifty percent for Stitcher right now, so they're kind of freaking out. So that was like a new one, which they just wanted to 86. But part of the problem was Vanderbeek uh, preemptively ruled out advertisements for certain mattress companies and other very popular product categories. Huh? So he just said, I don't want this kind of ad. I don't want this company. I don't want this company, which I imagine are all the ones that advertise in podcasting. So they had a tough He time hasn't selling. heard all the other much more famous people reading ads for all those product I groups. Don't know. Can I peel back the curtain real quick? I'll, I'll tell you a little insider information here. So I'm on this thing. Uh, there's a, an advertising network that I, I partner with who, 
puts in dynamic advertising yeah. into my show. Yeah. And through the platform that I'm on, I can go in and I can choose which categories or sponsors or advertisers I don't want. Mm-hmm. I have chosen zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Anyone who wants to advertise on my show is welcome. Advertise on my show. Yeah. No, I hear some. Pretty- I don't care if you're selling CBD for dogs. I'm fine. <laughs> Let's go. I'm fine with that. There's some pretty big people reading some pretty undignified ads. I don't think they fucking care. They go, I'm getting paid. I'm happy. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, that's where I'll, I'll draw the line. I don't read the ads. I'm just letting them put the ads inserted into my show. Oh, yeah. But sponsors come to me directly. It's a little bit different. Well, if, so you're, James, if you're James Vanderbeek, it's really easy, though, to nix certain ads when they're already paying you $700,000 off the top. That's right. a good point. Yeah, yeah I don't right. want these ads because it doesn't hurt its bottom line that much. Yeah. They're just not going on and back. I mean, if they yeah, missed or they just claim there was never a contract and we're not doing any more of these. I'm going to suggest that he's done podcasting. That's over. Oh, yeah. If he blew the first one, it's over. Yeah. Nobody's going to pay him unless he wants to do one from his basement. Which I would, I really wish he would do because then I want to hear what ads are on there because I bet he would take any <laughs> ad if he's doing it if he doesn't have that 700 grand. Yes, he will. I don't think you'll have any ads. Delilah's podcast. <laughs> like, uh, hey guys, I'm coming back to Detroit. We we have oh. a date at the Magic Bag. You have a date? When? We do okay. Can you tell so, us? It is so tickets aren't on sale yet. They will be, but September 15th. Save the date. Now the reason why I chose September 15th is because the 16th. The uh, Wolverines are playing a home game. Oh, okay, you're coming then. Oh, I didn't want to do. Good. I didn't want to do that Saturday after the Wolverines game, so I wanted to do the Friday night beforehand. So oh, everyone can be uh, are the Tigers in town? Uh, the Tigers are not in town. They're um, they're on the road. I think their last home game is either that Wednesday or Thursday before that weekend. Okay. Well, you'll have to catch them next year. Or next, I'll just come year. in early, hang out at the show, <laughs> oh, go to some Tigers games. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably in town that week. Oh, who knows? Guys, I had so much fun in Ferndale the last time we came, and everyone who came with us had such a blast there that I'm ex- planning on making it a longer stay this time because it's Good. it's such a great place. We, yeah. we had so much fun. There's a, between Royal Oak and Ferndale. There's a lot of fun, a lot of energy, a lot of a lot of everything. It's really, yeah. I mean, people that aren't from here would probably not believe how much fun it can be, but that's okay. We know. I, I said this before, and I meant it. I went to LA a few weeks before that, and then we came to Ferndale. And L.A. sucked. I hated it. I hated it every second. I never want to go back there again. I'm sure I'll have to. But I'd much rather go to Detroit. Yeah, nobody seems to like it anymore. Everybody's leaving. Uh, but uh, Philly, you got that show's doing well, too, right, with Dick? Yes, April 22nd, we're going to be uh, in Philadelphia. And if you go to live.dick.show, you can get your tickets for that. We're pretty close to sold out on that one. Um, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a fun one with, with uh, the Dick Show, Dick Masterson. Cool. So save the date, September the fifteenth. Did you say? Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. All right. Beautiful. And I'm, we got to start working on uh, Ted Williams for booth announcing. Yes. Yes. Let's get in there. <laughs> if nothing else, we'll see if we can send some audio. But I would like to be there in person for the meet and greet. Oh, he's so. I want awesome. to be there. He's so reliable. <laughs> I don't care if I lose money on this. Whatever it costs, let's get him there. <laughs> Just don't pay him ahead. We'll of figure time. it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll get some audio or, at the worst. Or get those women who sing his jingle. Let's, let's see what they're doing. We need to interview Ted. We need to find out about this stuff. All right, Carl. What's on WATP? Uh, this, what's on WATP this week? 
All right, well, right now, if you check out our latest episode, we cover a show called Zooier Than Thou. Oh. And this is, uh, yeah, this is a rough one. I've heard this Zoom one. files. Oh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but they just, um, legislation just passed in Spain where if you have sex with an animal, as long as they're not harmed and they need to go see a vet, it's legal. I saw that. So there's, yeah. yeah, there's this weird thing going on right now where apparently <laughs> people are coming around like, yeah, sex with animals is fine. Uh, how, when, how does an animal consent? Right. I'm going to go out of the limb here and say, Mark, I am against it. Okay. <laughs> what a strong take. <laughs> We're going to have to worry about animals' mental health. Yeah, I don't care who I offend with this one. I am against animal cruelty. Wow. All right. Great, great note to go out on, Carl. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll see you. All right. Uh, Carl, on the Hall Financial Zoom line, and uh, did I mention Legacy Partners? I did not. And you already know you can save with Legacy Partners if you're buying home or auto insurance. People are doing really well with that. Just just get a bid. See what happens. Tell them we sent you to call and call uh, 586-209-4106. They're very friendly over there. They're very, very friendly with our people, too. And they talk. Some of them talk in drops as well. 586-209-4106. And they handle business insurance, too. If you're a large business or small business, some people don't want to take small business we emphasize that they would take small business because a lot of people are small business is a big thing right now, but they want you to know they also accept large business and they're very good at it. So uh, consider Legacy Partners for just about anything. 586-209-4106 for all your insurance needs. And uh, Dr. Yaldo, eye surgery, a little scary for some people. Well, probably for a lot of people, but the results are so stunningly positive with Dr. Yaldo that uh, it's worth making an appointment. It's a consultation. It's free. You can find out if uh, your vision is bad. Either way, there's an answer for you at 800-398-EYES, 800-398-EYES, or go to Yaldo Eye Center. You can save 1500 on custom LASIK surgery by mentioning the Drew and Mike show. Or uh, it might be that um, you need the multifocal implants, which lets you throw away the reading glasses, the bifocals, um, solves all your problems. And 98% of people get out of there with better than 20-20 vision. Pretty amazing. Procedures are quick, painless, and uh, have you back to work the next day. 800-398-EYES or Yaldo Eye Center for Dr. Yaldo. Mm -hmm. And... Um, are you following the Don Lemon story? A little bit, yeah. I mean, I know what happened. It's, you know, it's when I play that audio again, it's so dumb, I actually like listening to it over because he sounds like such a fucking idiot. And before you play it, I just want to point out that it's so obvious that he's mad because Nikki Haley has said that his guy, Joe Biden, or any politician over 75, should take a competency test. I don't know why anyone would find that so offensive, because the Republican possible nominee is Trump. He's over 75. Can, can, so can is Biden. every politician just take a competency test? I know. Trudy asked the exact oh, same question. You? <laughs> you know, I think the idea is that it's people at about, that yeah. age have yeah. issues with memory tomorrow, or yeah. dementia, possibly. So, I mean, I understand why she said that. And she probably was throwing a little nudge at Joe Biden. But his answer is so dumb, it offends half the population, and not just a little bit. I mean, it's extremely offensive to any woman out there. Um, so let's just give it a listen, see what Don tells people to do. And Google it! This whole talk about AIDS makes me uncomfortable. I think that 
I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What do you that's talk? Not Wait. I, that's maybe. not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll. If you look, if you Google when is Google a woman it. in her prime, it'll say twenties, thirties, and forties. I don't necessarily. Forties. Oh, I got it. I'm not saying decade. I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that you know politicians aren't in their she prime. She should be careful. Are you talking about prime for like childbearing, or are you talking about prime for being president? What the facts are? Google it. Everybody at home. Google it. When is a woman in her prime? It says twenties, thirties, and forties. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime, and they need to be in their prime when they serve because she wouldn't be in her prime, according to. Google. Google. <laughs> nothing, nothing like digging a hole and then getting pushback. So you dig it even deeper. She should be careful. She should oh be careful. God. Well, the, a lot of women at CNN apparently are threatening to quit if he is not blown out because he's not liked in the building, first of all. Yeah. He's not a nice person. Like it doesn't sound like he's easy to work with. Yeah. The hosts on the set, the two females, they are just losing their minds over this asshole. Uh, he was talking over. He was being very patronizing. He hasn't worked with partners before. So he doesn't he doesn't seem to understand basic things like letting the other person talk or finish their sentences. He's just he's just like a bull in a china shop. So anyway, the thing about this is what he said is incredibly offensive. And how he couldn't know it's offensive, he just wanted to stick it to Nikki Haley. Mm -hmm. She hurt my guy. I don't think what she said was that unreasonable. You might not like it, no, you might no. disagree, but is it really that outrageous not to say someone? I not didn't think so. Bit, no. So he says something twenty times uh, if, as outrageous. If she would have said it about Trump, he would have been all for it. And how can you understand that saying a woman's prime is over? Oh, in her 40s? <laughs> is he really the judge of a woman's prime? Google it. He also said this. Think I want to date a fucking sixty-year-old hag? Fuck that shit. I don't, I'm not interested in any old ugly hang. I think after a certain age, they're all dried up, washed up, burned out. CNN is getting so much shit about it. They have determined that he can come back to work, but he must undergo some sort of training, yeah. like bias That'll training. Fix him. Um, and I don't think he wants to do that because now we're hearing that Don Lemon's not happy either. Well, well fuck leave him. Then. Leave then, Don. I, I honestly, I can't for the life understand this, and maybe somebody can explain this to me. Why is he employed there? His ratings at night were terrible. His ratings in the morning are worse. He has no ratings, and he's offending everyone in the building. Why do they? Why would they not just get rid of him? I don't know. You think this would be the perfect opportunity to get rid of him? I know, but I'm just trying to figure out what motivation in the world would there be to just stand by him? He has no ratings. I, I mean, don't that's, know. That's I like, don't get it. That's like, uh, you know, the quarterback saying the N-word, and he threw 16 interceptions this year. What? Oh, it's just a white quarterback oh. saying it throws the N-word out there or, you know, says some horrible thing that people are really upset about, and he threw 20 interceptions. Oh, So it's, he's not oh, a good player anymore. No, uh, yeah, exactly. It's easy to get rid of him. So I don't know why they don't get rid of him. And the other one is Whoopi Goldberg, who apparently agrees with Don Lemon, and she said of Nikki Haley, this isn't getting as much attention, but she said that Nikki Haley is too old to be part of a new generation of politicians. <laughs> She's 51. <laughs> you're not a new generation. You're 51. <laughs> okay. So Whatever. Whoopi Goldberg, who doubled down, first it was, uh, was it the Holocaust she was talking about? or 
Remember oh, she offended yeah, yeah, yeah. Jewish people, and then she did it again, like a month later. Going, oh my God, I'm so sorry! And they so, the Holocaust is not a race. About race. Yeah. yeah, and then she was interviewed, and she said the same thing about five weeks later, and now she's pulling the, you know, the I support Don Lemon thing. What the fuck is going on? Is, Shame on you, Whoopi. Is she that important to the View? She must. I, be. I think she is actually. Yeah. Does the View still get viewers? Yeah, I think it does. I think. I mean, I just assume it does because it's still on, but I don't know that for a fact. She's got to be the most important person on that show, way more than Bihar. But um, the reason I was thinking about Don Lemon specifically is because because he has no ratings. I thought, I, I don't understand what leg he is still standing on because if you try to think back to something that, you know, something a broadcaster said that was really offensive, the most recent I could think of was Piers Morgan and Sharon Osbourne who were saying that they didn't believe Meghan Markle and they lost their jobs. So, what is it? Now, Sharon Osbourne didn't have ratings. That show was not doing well, but Piers Morgan was extremely successful. Um, I, I realized Meghan Markle didn't like it. Well, I, I think with, like, Piers Morgan, they just didn't like, his coworkers didn't like him either. Well, they said he had to apologize to come back, yeah. and he, and he didn't. He wouldn't to. apologize. So, I mean, that was kind of a, a setup. Way, he, but did you see who his new interview is? Piers on his new show. I didn't. He spends a full hour just grilling George Santos. Yeah. Oh wow! It's a lot. It's getting a lot of pub today, and I think one of the big questions was, "Well, why did you do this?" And Santos is like, "Well, because I did it in 2020, and nobody noticed." It's pretty fucking brazen. Um. The Washington Post had a story the other day about, I don't know if they just started going through people in the House and the Senate, but there are so many lies, lies out yeah, there sure. about people's backgrounds. Sure. I mean, what a joke. What a fucking joke. Are, uh, as far as I'm concerned, all branches of government have become virtually a joke. The Senate, the House, even the presidency to some degree. I, I mean, I, I just don't think the office is respected at all anymore. Stupid I mean, government. When you have people yelling at the president in the State of the Union address every year or doing some, there's some disruption every year. And I realize, you know, what's her name? Lauren Boebert is. <laughs> it's been primarily her the last couple of years, but. Marjorie Trailer Green. <laughs> oh, did you see her great idea today, Marjorie Taylor Greene? No, what Marjorie Taylor Greene said. We should split into two countries a red country and a blue yeah, country. Yeah, she wants Republican okay. states to secede from the okay. Union. And she announced that on President's Day. It was that's, a just that's fantastic. Yeah, good luck with that. That's how you do it. Audrey that's Trailer gonna, That's going to fly. Not to mention she's from a pretty purple state. Um, where's Marjorie Trailer Green from? Georgia, right? Is she Georgia? Marjorie Trailer. Yeah, Green. I get her. I get. And Lauren Boebert's Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, moving on to lighter subjects. Um, <laughs> Madonna is just killing me. Did you see Madonna's new post yesterday? Yes. She's trying to sell us on the fact that she's still hot. I mean, she's been trying to sell us this for a long time, oh and, and she ran into trouble. Someone just in. take one for the team and fuck her already so we can not. She's already nailing us. some dudes. She's got really a 26-year-old guy. I don't believe it. Um, now, God knows how many filters she has on her newest picture, but she posted a new picture, and she says... Look how cute I am now that the swelling for my surgery has gone down. So apparently she got a facelift the night before she was at the Grammys. Oh, good idea. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Is the swelling down? No. Not really. Oh, okay. It looks pretty much the same to me. But and It's super filtered, too. I just can't think of much more embarrassing than a, 
a senior citizen trying to sell us on how hot she is. In other words, you told me that I wasn't hot, but look, look at this picture. I am still hot. Look how cute I am. She is so past her prime. Google it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so embarrassing. It seems so desperate, too. And like I said, God knows, I mean, we've seen pictures of her before. She shows up in public and everybody goes, oh! She looks bizarre there. Yeah. Looks like an alien. I mean, the world screamed at, I mean, when she came out of the Grammys, it was like the sci-fi movie, remember Cloverfield, when you finally see the monster? <laughs> yeah. It's really like, oh my God! <laughs> That's scary or uh, Rocky... Oh. Rocky Dennis comes out and presents Rocky an award. <laughs> she does look like Rocky Dennis. And tonight... And Eric Stoltz version. To present the Grammy for Best New Album, it's The Elephant Man's Wife. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if they had her present an award <laughs> yes. with with uh, Eric Stoltz? I would like she that. doesn't put she doesn't connect the dots and then Stoltz comes out in the Rocky Dennis and <laughs> <laughs> makeup. The world screams in horror. But dear God, I mean, there's a disfigured uh, senior citizen pop star on stage. Dear God! And after we all scream horror, Madonna says it's ageism and misogyny. And then oh, victim, her, right? Yeah. Um, your plan to stop my hotness won't work. It's a conspiracy. I know it. And apparently, she realized what, that age we, aging. We really were horrified <laughs> after bizarre. So she says, "Look, the swelling's gone down. Look how cute I am." You're old. You need to accept it. Oh my lord, Grandma, go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Let it go, Nana. You can't be that hot when you're 64 years old. It's just a fact. So who's this dude she's allegedly uh, getting plowed by? Who is it? It's um, I don't know who it is. I think he is a singer, quote unquote, but that may be a singer that doesn't really sing professionally, but now, now that he's fucking her. His name is Andrew Darnell. What? Yeah. He's on the Who's Day to Doing Everything. Is she trying to keep up with Cher? Oh, I think she outdoes Cher. Oh, I know, Madonna but won't Cher... date anybody. Madonna's trying to keep up with DiCaprio. Isn't Cher dating 30, really... 36-year-old yeah. yeah. guy? Arnell's t- only, what, 23? Her current... Oh, is he 23? I think so. Okay. Then maybe that's a new guy, because she said, like, I, the last couple boyfriends I knew were black guys in their mid to late 20s. Yeah, there was... Amelie oh, that is a new guy. I don't know that guy. I don't believe that. I think these are all, like, aging beards or whatever, so people think she's nailing them. That could be. And she's probably paying them or they're getting attention because now we know what their name is. Names are. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a little tired. <laughs> but look how cute I am. Now the swelling for my surgery has gone down. And everybody should just agree. Just, yeah, go to bed, Grandma. Good night, Nana. <laughs> go to bed, Grandma. <laughs> Nana, good night. Get away from the near, Nana. Nana, put the phone down. Nana! Go your ass to be. Go back upstairs. <laughs> Nana, what happened to your lips? Nana's got the phone again. Where's your neck, Nana? Nana's just wandering outside with a phone. Hi, Grandma. And she's not wearing hardly any clothes at all. She's in her panties and a see-through bra. Oh, gross. Nana! What's your problem, Grandma? <laughs> oh, we gotta find... I'm sorry. We gotta find Nana. Nana's wandered off again <laughs> with the phone, posting crazy All that's hilarious is your face. Put her in a conservatorship. <laughs> Nana just wandered off noon. I'll call you back. <laughs> Meanwhile, the other psycho is back to posting. She posted 20 minutes ago. Uh, Britney Spears. She's oh. insane. Hey, oh, no. Great news is- okay, so last week, guys, I made a dress. It's really proud. Diamond panel. Slip in the back. A girlfriend helped me sew it. They sent me a dress I didn't and have to make myself. she an English myself. accent now? 
think. I can't believe it. I'm just saying. Okay, now I'm so proud. What? I didn't even have to make it myself. Thank you, company, for sending me this dress. Thank you. Doesn't make any sense. That's she's how her brain works. Very disjointed. Oh, it gets worse because she starts running around the room like, ah! here she is humping it. So guys, I just want you to know if I shut down my Instagram, do not call the cops. Don't ever be a roller coaster. Huh? And she's running around the room. I got this dress as well. A room of skank, by the way. Never be a roller coaster. And she puts, stay humble out there, y'all. Two she... unicorn emojis. Hi, mommy and daddy. I'm a star star emoji. Have you heard? Carry on, people. Is she pretending she has an English accent for humor, or does she think she oh. has an English accent? <laughs> I think she's trying to be funny. I don't know. Okay. I love that giant box fan that's on the uh, nightstand next to the bed. Did I didn't see, see it. Yeah. It's like, what is it? she fume getting the smell out of the room? <laughs> well, let me see. It's in the bag. Huge. It's behind her. It's huge. What's all that shit on her bed? Uh, there's a teddy bear. There's a pillow with a bunch of pictures on him. I'm guessing it's like the Mel Gibson shirt. Maybe she has a Mel Gibson oh. pillow. You <laughs> see it there? So, guys, I just want you to know if I shut down my shut Instagram, do not call the cops. Oh, don't ever be a roller coaster. See the fan? See the box fan? Oh, yeah. It's huge. Oh, my God. That's like I got a, this dress as well. That looks like a fan you pick up at Target, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, the stars are just like You had to get the stench out of the room. Wow, she's nuts. River Red is, <laughs> is apparently British now. The, the part that's so sad is because she's such a star, she thinks she's funny. Yeah. She really does. And I think a lot of people pick up on this in time that, yeah, people react to me a certain way because I'm famous, mm -hmm. I'm a rock star, whatever. And I think she really thinks she's funny. And there's one other person I think is just like her network, and that's Dennis Rodman. <laughs> he thinks he's hilarious. <laughs> he really it, does. Isn't it all awkward laughing around them? Yeah, it is. It's it's horrifying. It's so cringy. It's really funny there, Brittany. <laughs> um, and Meghan Markle, I just read about her today. She's still yeah. overwhelmed and upset over South Park. She's not okay. <laughs> and she is, I guess they're considering legal action. They're still considering it. The legal action? Nope. A spokesperson just came out a couple hours ago and said that there will not be a lawsuit. Oh, thank you. Yeah, because there's no basis for it. No. But yesterday they said that her team was watching South Park very closely. <laughs> okay. No, it's well, 30 minutes sure. of that's brilliant a, I they've gone satire. They've against every single religion. They've gone up against huge, high-power people in Hollywood. Nothing scares them. Well, and, the Muslims scared them a little bit, right? Didn't no, yeah. not them. Comedy Central, Viacom. They are the ones that bailed on that. They're the ones that pulled the episode. Well, they should have been a little scared. <laughs> yeah, they weren't. I would, I would say so. But uh, talk about dishing it out and not being able to take it. Is there any better example? Two hours of primetime bashing of her husband's family with Oprah. Mm -hmm. Then, and this is right after her $50 million wedding on international TV, all the ass-kissing that country did for her. Um, her nine-episode podcast starring all her famous friends and talking about her, all her terrible trauma for $30 million. Her six-part Netflix series also trashing Harry's shitbag family. Then Harry's tell-all book, and then countless interviews. William sucks. My family's mean. They they want to know what color the baby would. You know, on and on and on, over and over and over. Everyone is mean to me and Megan. 
And then South Park does a 30-minute, a super concise, ep- <laughs> funny fucking episode mm-hmm. that really just picks out a couple hypocritical elements. It's like, I can't believe this! How can you do this to us? I mean, they've been well, dishing, It's because dishing, I'm an ethnic woman! They've been doing nothing but complaining for all this time, and one, who else has taken a shot at them besides Piers Morgan? We want privacy! We want privacy! Piers Morgan and Sharon Osbourne, who lost their jobs! I mean, they were fired, and I, I have a feeling, do you think that maybe by saying she's upset and overwhelmed, that a, a they sympathy. thought maybe something would be done? What could, what would be done? I don't know. They've sued. They've sued a lot. I mean, wait, no, I just think didn't they- the, Didn't the Oprah interview run on CBS, too? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that make it all the sweeter? Yes. Right. They're going to write off Viacom, CBS, Paramount, whatever it is now. But for, every, until the end of time. Every interviewer kisses their asses. Well, how about the. And, I, I really wish you would watch it because, you know, one of the things that South Park does really well is there's actually a message and a point at the very end. She couldn't finish it. Yeah. She couldn't finish it. Well, she it. should finish it because she, she, she would see the point. It was so unfair. That it's not about what you project. Just be yourself, you idiot. Message! It was so overwhelming. And she could not finish it. I don't, Harry didn't watch it at all. And I don't think she wants him to. Oh, he couldn't watch it because he'd start laughing. He probably would, including his book. Uh, but the audacity that they Your new book. fire shots at people endlessly. I mean, yeah. I've never seen anyone pound pound someone as hard as his family and her family have been pounded. And these are people that have everything handed to them. I- Even... America hands them all this fucking money. Uh, yeah. They get paid for doing it. <laughs> they and can dish one it out. Yeah. shot. And that's just, oh, I can't take it. We'll just see how he deals with my blue penis. I mean, if she really <laughs> wanted to make some money, she'd have a viewing party where we could watch her watch the episode. Uh, oh, that'd be, that's a great idea. That ooh, would make I, some I'd money. pay for it, yeah. Be the best. Uh, you ever heard of a thing called privacy? <laughs> <laughs> the Megan voice was just brilliant. fucking perfect. Wasn't it? The Magical Mystery Tour song was the best. Yeah. <laughs> we want privacy. We want privacy. We want privacy. Come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. It's the Worldwide Privacy Tour. Come on, come on. We want privacy. We want privacy. It's the Worldwide Privacy Tour. Don't look at us. The best parts are... We want a privacy. <laughs> Goodbye, Quavey Quim. Same says though you've quaved your last quaved. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. Uh, did you follow much? I feel like I've been behind or I missed something. I was not really hip to the Carl Malone story. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that story either. But of course, it got all the attention because the All Star Game being in Utah. I knew that Carl Malone had sketchy things in his past, but I guess I didn't know it was I with a thirteen-year-old. I Bamani, never knew it. Bamani Jones says the girl was twelve when she was pregnant. When she was preg- impregnated, oh, and they, in she was birth, thirteen. Yeah. And how old was birth. how old was the mailman? He would have been nineteen. He was special delivery. He was twenty, I think. <laughs> I well, he was, he was 20. 20? Well, I mean, if you're going a year back, because they used... Oh, when she was impregnated. Yeah. yeah. He was 19. 19. Right, right, wow. Right. That's only fair. 19 and 12, 20 and 13. No, I never knew that. God, I loved watching him play, though. He was very good with John Stockton. terrible. Well, the thing is... I'm a bad is, person. I like watching him play. Fantastic in NBA Jam. Here's what's really funny about this. John Stockton 
was not invited to be part of the All-Star Game in Utah because oh, he's considered right. an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. Because John Stockton <laughs> didn't want to take the vaccine. Right. They really vilified him for that, too. Oh, fuck yeah. Last year, uh, he attended that's, the game. People were livid. That's really that's really funny, because if you would ask me before the game, it's like, oh, yeah, that's what that's why people don't like John Stockton. I don't know why anybody, I mean, I think everybody likes Carl Malone. I didn't know about this. Yeah, I I don't know how much it affected John Stockton. You know, NBC, I was shocked NBC came out with this the other day. NBC did a story that natural immunity, if you've received COVID, is as powerful or more powerful than the vaccine. And what was interesting... The Lancet study, right? Yeah. It's the most comprehensive study, they said, on natural immunity to COVID. There have been some previous studies that showed it was close or similar, but this study says it's either equal to or greater than, uh, and I think the feeling is it's greater than. So NBC did the story, and, and Bill Maher said... Um, you know, I'm wondering how much attention this story is going to get. Uh, and he, I, I think he mentioned that NBC ran it. And honestly, I have not seen this story a great deal. This story to me is a very important story because it seems to me this country had little argument about this. And a lot of people were told you should shut the fuck up and we'll take you down from Twitter and whatnot. And I would think that this would be a big story, but I'm not finding it to be a big story. You want to hear the audio from Mar? Sure. Because I saw in the paper today, kind of a big story, I think. I wonder how much it's going to get covered in the liberal media. Because it's about how natural immunity, they did a giant study, 65 countries, or maybe something like 65 countries, many, many different studies. They looked at them all. Natural immunity, as good or better than the vaccine. Something I've been saying since the beginning, and I get called an anti-vaxxer. That's not an anti-vaxxer. A lot this of people said it. Thing I, you know, my problem with the media from both sides is not that you, you guys lie. It's that you tell me your side of the story that you want me to know. You don't tell me the whole story. I'd be curious as to how much play this story gets, because I, I, I remember reading that they did a study of Republicans versus Democrats. The question was, what percentage, this is like a year and a half That's ago, pretty incredible. what percentage of people who get COVID require hospitalization? The answer is less than 1%. Almost half of Democrats thought it was over 50%. They listen to your network. Where do they get that kind of information? That was you to, to you. That was clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who's that? It was the two people from NPR that he had on. Um, so I feel like there's certain people who should be apologizing, first of all. People who, tr- who tried to tell these people to fuck off. Get the shot, you asshole. Fuck you. What are you talking about? You have no right to say that. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't believe science! But it seems that nobody ever corrects anything or even revisits it. Um, I, Brandon, can you see? Has I this mean, been... Is this science st- just did. Lancet just did a study on it to see. I mean, they didn't have those returns back then. Don't you tell me what I can and can't do with my body. No, but a lot of people speculated that, what about natural immunity? I, I don't want to get vaccinated. I've, got, I've had COVID. Why should I have to get vaccinated? And they oh, were right. Oh, in regards to the mandate, yeah. Sure. And people that were mandated who took their their jobs were taken away because they wouldn't get the vaccine. A lot of those people that had COVID and felt that I have COVID. I've had it. I've had it twice. Why should I have to get vaccinated? You know, what I did not know until I saw the NBC story was that in Europe, if you had COVID, that served as a vaccination shot. Mm-hmm. You could continue to work mm-hmm. and continue to, you know, have the privileges vaccinated people had. 
So I, for the life of me, I don't understand why this is not a big story, except that I think a lot of people don't want to read the story or they don't want to do it or they don't like it. I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I can't believe this is not a story of interest to or people. Or that people are just over it. I mean, NBC did a news it, story about it five wrong, days ago, but I haven't seen anybody else really pick it up or talk about it or discuss it. But if you were one of the networks saying, get the shot, get the shot, get the shot, everyone must get the shot, and was constantly showing people in the hospital, these are people, this is what happens when you don't get the shot, look at this fucking lady dying, you know? Um, and they never pretended, they never even acted like there was another side, and there was another side, and the other side, it turns out, had a lot to say, and they should have been listened to. If Donald Trump tells us I should t- that we should take it, I'm not taking it. But nobody corrects themselves. Nobody ever really wants, you know, I, I don't know. Um, but I'm not surprised. And I, I, when Mar was talking about that, I, I, I hadn't really thought about that part of it. But I thought, oh, that is something absolutely that should be covered. And it's just not. Did you say who's anybody's picked it up? I mean, NBC did a story about it five days ago. Uh, I just CNN. Haven't, haven't, did. Yeah, I mean, it's, there, there's the they, they publish them, but stories really become more when you start getting the talking heads talking about them. I haven't seen talking heads talking about them. I I checked the New York Times specifically today. New York Roy Times has done a story about natural immunity since 2021, and the story was that natural immunity was not as good as the vaccine. So they actually have the wrong story out there is the most recent story. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Anyway, um, I'm not surprised, but we'll see. It's only been, I think, about eight days since the, the virus uh, study was, was with done. every vaccinated person. Um, anyway, so John Stockton, yeah, he was not a lunatic. Um, John Stockton had a strong opinion, and it turns out he was right. And what, did, I, what, did, what did Stockton say exactly? Um, I think he believed in natural immunity. I don't remember exactly what he said. <laughs> yeah, because this uh, this all came through because Gonzaga, which apparently he's yeah he's their most famous player, really. That or yeah, he won't he won't, he wouldn't go to the the games because of the mandate. Right. And... Yeah. So he did. He couldn't go to the games. He was shut out. And he also he also is uh, among those that believe that some people who have taken the vaccine, specifically athletes, have died because of the shot. So I think that's the more uh, salacious. Okay. Well, yeah, he he probably <laughs> sounds like he maybe is a little bit out there. But I would say that John Stockton's um, opinion, as wrong as it may be. I would think fucking a 12-year-old would be a little worse. Um, <laughs> I'm amazed. How did Malone keep this quiet? Well, because he shut the people up. What happened was, it's a long story, and um, you know, I wrote down a bunch of notes. And, I... and the son ended up becoming an NFL football player for six years. He's been retired for like Who 10. It? Who is it? Uh, Dimitri. Demetrius Bell. Bell. Demetrius the Bell. I've never heard of him. The story only gets worse. Carl Malone had sex with a 12-year-old in 1979 sometime. Uh, the child was born, I believe it was May 3rd, 19... Well, no. Oh, no, he... no, 1983. Yeah. child was born May 3rd, 84. Correct. And Carl Malone would refuse to respond to attempts to collect child support. Um, the family sued him for $200 a week. Um, at the point they sued him, he was a rookie making $225,000 a year, which would equate to... About uh, let's see, five thousand dollars a week. They wanted two hundred. He refused to pay two hundred. Hmm. Eventually, he was forced to pay a hundred and twenty-five dollars a week. At which point, 
they went after him for paternity. They wanted to establish, um, I think they were, they were addressed and told, you should establish paternity and it's a different ball game. Carl Malone, not wanting to establish paternity, fought it, fought it, fought it, eventually um, took a test and was determined that uh, 99.3% chance he was the father <laughs> of Demetrius Bell. Was he hanging so, on to that point? You are the father. No. But what he was doing was even worse. He and his attorneys were saying that, I have a lot of brothers. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So it could be my brothers. It's throwing your brothers under the bus. Exactly. And he has nine siblings, and I think five of them are brothers. And his attorney has repeated this many times, and, and that morphed later on to, it was a one-night stand, which oh. also is not true, according to Gloria Bell. Oh, wow. But... Uh, when paternity was established, which I think was in 87 or 88, Carl Malone made a one-time payment to Gloria Bell, which is probably a lot of money. I don't, you know, for then, or it might have seemed like a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And part of the agreement was that he did not acknowledge paternity. So this agreement did not uh. say that he was the father. It only said that he paid this amount of money to make a go away. It was kind of like, like an NDA. It's interesting. I'm reading about it now, um, and apparently this wasn't the Globe in 1998. Um, the wow. story and part of it was also connected to remember Cheryl Ford. Yeah, WNBA Cheryl player. Ford is the child, the twin he had in 1980. They used the same blood to test paternity in that case. She, Cheryl Ford was a twin. She wouldn't provide any. Yeah, so, right. So is he going to say that his brothers knocked up both of them? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> no, no. He embraces Cheryl Ford. Now he does. But that's the now point. He does. That's the point, right? He admits that it was the same blood. Um, but that was that was a long path, too. Carl Malone did yeah. not pay uh, Cheryl Ford and her brother's mother anything until, I want to say, the late 80s. Wow. Uh, they didn't meet until the kids were 17 years old. Yeah. He met Demetrius Bell at the age of 18 and told him, it's too late, you're on your own. Like, fuck you. Mm. And, um, and Demetrius Bell says that now, years later, they have become friends, father and son, and they talk every day. Carl Malone has never acknowledged that he is Demetrius' wow. Bell father. Uh, Cheryl Forty acknowledges that he is her father and her brother's father as well, but they never met him. In fact, they she was a big Carmelone fan and even was taken to games and said, "Hey, I'm you know I'm Cheryl Ford. Hey, hey, hey!" And he would not even look at her. Wow, I know it's really appalling. It's absolutely. But the main thing is, and where it starts and stops with me is. He got a 12-year-old pregnant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So why is the All-Star Game honoring him and allowing him to Oh, it was 83. People were banging 12-year-olds all the time in 83. Because <laughs> it was in Utah. <laughs> no. I don't think it was. It was Louisiana, right? What's no, his no, shield? No, no, The All-Star Game was in, in Salt Lake City. What's Carl Malone's shield? I, I'm He's the greatest uh, jazz player in history. Not making dunks now. <laughs> Not dunking anything now. Carl Malone or uh, John Stockton was a great player, too. Why? He doesn't seem to get the same... Um, uh, He's on fire! Break. Well, we love we love nostalgia, right? So you got to have the mailman. Yes. I don't, I don't I don't know why. My favorite um, Carl Malone thing is when he joined the Lakers to win a ring because he never <laughs> could with the Jazz. <laughs> he couldn't. And they lost in 04 to the Pistons. To the Pistons. Boom, well, shakalaka! sitting at the end of the bench with his Gary Payton, right? That he, yeah. 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 He also... Fucking um, carpetbaggers. Carl Malone's also the one that said he wouldn't play against Magic Johnson with AIDS. AIDS, that's right, yeah. And he's also the one who um, 
and you know, this story is pretty specific if you read about it. Apparently, he was trying to fuck Vanessa Bryant when she was married to Kobe. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, the two couples knew each other, and eventually, somehow, he got to sidle up to Vanessa Bryant and ask her. He said he liked little Mexican girls. <laughs> She said, well, I'm married. I think you got the wrong idea. Come on, Carl. Uh, You're old enough to be my dad. And Malone took that as a, oh, you like the daddy thing, huh? (laughs) Plus, everybody knew that that she was the air. Give him credit for keep trying. She was the air that Kobe breathed. Kobe! So I'm, I'm really confused on what it is that puts someone over the line versus... Someone falls uh, beneath the line. I, I'm I so I, confused about I, it. I would think a lot of it in this case seems to be recency bias, right? Like nobody remembers that with, with him, but everybody remembers the Stockton thing. Well, it was all over the place this weekend because. Well, yeah, because someone dug it up again. So it's out there now. So are they going to leave the statue up of Carl Malone? Because there's a statue of Carl Malone, I think, outside the State House in, in um, what? Salt really? Lake City. Oh, yeah. Carl Malone was huge. That's why he was there this weekend. Um, I love him. Yeah, he also was proclaimed to be an ambassador for the State of Union, or the, the uh, State of Utah, by the governor in, uh, I think, 2006 or something. I mean, he has all kinds of honors, but mostly he has a statue. Wow. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it's in front of Energy Solutions Arena, and there's also a statue of uh, Stockton that's passing him the rock. Oh, hey, that's a pretty cool statue. <laughs> is it? But, you know... Wait, 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 wait. Wait, yeah. there? They both have the ball. I know. That's what it doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. There's two balls. Well, maybe Stockton's throwing the ball at his nuts because he knocked up a 12-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> like he just grabbed another ball really quick <laughs> and threw it to him? Um, I, you know... Because remember, people were ripping statues down, and yeah, you know sure. it was, we're not going to do this anymore. Get that out of here! And uh, I, it's not that I care if the statue comes down. I just don't understand why it seems that everyone pretends. Wait, wait, wait! And, he, he didn't do anything racist. He just banged a twelve-year-old. Only racist statues come down. Kind of a big down. deal. And not to mention, he denied paternity for all this. That's really weird. That's you know, in some some of these cases where you find these people who have just denied their children were their kids forever and ever and ever. And does Sean Kemp have a statue? I don't think so. I don't think he scored enough. (laughs) Scored a check. I don't see one when I Google it. What? Sorry. Just a bunch of action figures. Um, This is the second year in a row the NBA has honored Karl Malone at the All Star Game, the All Star Break (laughs) too, and. And some of his, you know, NBA friends were taking pictures with him and so on and so forth. Like, no big deal. Hmm. Uh, I, I just w- thought there might be some pressure on, you know, for example, the the basketball team to do something. I don't know. The statue. I I don't know what I really don't know what the answer is. All I know is. I mean, some I cases say, are treated so severely, like John Stockton, for example. He really was persona non grata I, last year. I mean, you are talking about about Utah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, a little because I have a little issue with child brides back in the day. They knew. Well, so maybe, maybe the people of Utah don't give a fuck, or no. I I just think people just don't know or think about it. Well, it was it was coming out a lot this week. A lot of people sure. writing about this, this weekend. weekend and, yeah, now. Well, you know, it's interesting what, um, I'm trying to think who it was. I was going to say Bamani Jones, but because they had a clip of him talking about the, uh, yeah, he teed off on the rape of a 12-year-old girl and how is it that this guy's being honored and blah, blah, blah. And, but I don't think it was him. I think it was somebody else was saying that for the NBA, 
if they don't honor him when the All-Star game is in Utah, it's going to look weird and people are going to say more than if they just honor him and then it goes by and then everybody goes home and well, forgets. Plus, I mean, he's already booked, so you can't just cancel it on him. They could have done whatever they wanted. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> what are your got... thoughts on Carl Below being a huge they... part of All-Star Weekend? You could basically make this question, what are your thoughts about Carl Malone? And stop it right the there. Show is so like, it, it doesn't have to be an occasion. Because I hated Carl That's Malone so much the first time I've seen Bermani Jones. Oh, really? You should watch the show. It's terrible. I know it, does, I know it doesn't do well. It's, well, not only that, but everything about it, it's really awkward. It's not funny. I don't know. It's odd. I thought the studio audience was weird. Yeah, the whole... The studio whole audience was terrible. laughing uproariously. Yeah, because it's awkward laughing. It's the kind of laughing Britney Spears probably gets. It reminded me of Trevor Noah for some reason. Carl Malone had a baby with a 12-year-old. There's never been any sort of reckoning for Malone because Malone lays low. Like, he just out there in the country driving his semi, doing whatever, whatever it is That's that Carl Malone point. does out there. But if you're doing something for Utah basketball, it's like Carl Malone. So we got Carl Malone and John Stockton. John Stockton is crazy conspiracy guy. And I'm just kind of like, I know a lot of people that think crazy things, as long as you don't say it on the microphone there, I guess, right? But Carl Malone... You're kind of supposed to leave him at home, except if you're the league. I heard a lot of y'all when I told y'all those details, you'd never heard them before. All right. And so why is Carl Malone not there? Then you make this more a story. And so I would imagine that there's a very cynical outlook on how to play it. So I never want to see Carl Malone ever, all time, any other point. But he's going to be there and it's going to be wild, uncomfortable for a lot of people. And then tomorrow we're going to forget it ever happened. Oh, yeah, he kind of did say it, I guess. I'm still going to play with him in the NBA Jam because it's just a fantastic twosome on the video game. Well, you can play with him, Brandon. Thanks. I don't, nobody's going to cancel you, I don't think. Oh, boom shakalaka! Uh, there was uh, another day in the trial of Alex Murdaugh, and even though the defense is in charge now, it's still, I don't know, how could this guy possibly be not guilty? Again, I'm seeing people say, oh, this is a tough case. Alec Murdoch. How is this I a tough before, case? I just would not be surprised. Well, one He of the changed clothes. He lied about it. He lied about how long he's in his mother's house. How many things does he have to lie about? Did you see oh, what they're calling it. the OJ moment in this case already? Well, the gl- OJ glove moment? Uh, No. So they did all this forensic stuff in terms of ballistics and where oh, the yeah. mother and the son, Paul, were shot. And because Alec Murdoch is six foot two or six four or something like that, he would have been having to hold the gun below his knees in order to get the angle in which they were hit. And so they're calling this the glove OJ I, moment. I already saw a guy in court TV totally shooting this down, but yeah. I mean, I. Was I don't know if it's really that moment. And by the way, O.J. is a different animal entirely. O.J. had a team of attorneys, a dream team of attorneys, uh, scouring the LAPD for being racist and planning evidence. And it's a little different. I think I someone know. then revealed how much they pay that expert, that the uh, defense expert. Oh, b- about the gun? Yeah. How much? I think it was like sixteen grand. And not only that, he had been hired by him before regarding the boat murder. <laughs> Oh, wow. so it's a total scam. But, but you know what? You know what? 
juries don't hear that. <laughs> and then his son, you saw his kid on the stand today, which yeah, Buster. I know. Well, and but isn't that something that's going to play well with the jury? Like, oh, well, his they son, know it. They do. Know doesn't it. think he did it. They know it's his kid. His kid doesn't want it to be him. His kid doesn't have anyone. I haven't heard the voicemail yet from the son he murdered. Did you hear about the voicemail when he confronts his dad about the bag of pills that he found? Oh, no, I haven't heard that. Yeah, I guess there's a 911 call because Maggie found a bag of pills in Alec Murtaugh's um, computer bag. So he found a bunch of pills. Uh-huh. And so the one kid then called his dad to, like, ream them out. It's like, you know, Mom found this thing, but we really need to talk. Why do you have all these pills? And, of course, he never... Never, we don't know if he ever replied to him or talked to him because it was only a month before he killed him. He was spending 50 grand a week. How, 55, right? Came out of jail. You know, I saw those numbers and I said, That's impossible. How could you be spending 50 grand a week? That's seven thousand dollars a day on pills. He'd be dead if he took that many pills. So, seven thousand dollars a day. What, what's he is he getting a good rate? He's buying in bulk. Well, I would think so. If he's spending $7,000 a day, who can spend $7,000 a day on opiates and stay alive? You wonder if he's... He was was a practicing attorney. Could he possibly have been selling some too? I I don't know. I I think there's something really fishy about that because they've been trying to make that that amount so big. Well, I'm sure it's inflated, but they're probably saying each pill costs $100 a pill or something. Hang on, I lo- almost caught the dragon. Then he would doing 700 pills a day. Yeah. So he or maybe, 70 pills a day. Maybe he's buying it's 70, yeah. I think he's hiding money is what I think. They're trying to explain where all yeah. this money went that he stole from various entities. And I think he's got the, the money hidden somewhere. That's why I think they're trying to make the drug money appear to be a much bigger number than it possibly could be. So he doesn't have to go find the money. <laughs> a law enforcement agent testified that they looked at the Google search history from Maggie, the mom, the, his wife that he murdered. Uh-huh. Um, and she had multiple searches of descriptions of various medications. So she, she was, was Googling find, pills that she, she was, was finding. finding them all the time. She, oh, did she, she say what she, pills? She Googled white pill, 20 on one side, RP, and then green yeah. gel pill. That's oh, I've exactly done that. exactly what P- she's doing. <laughs> P30. I found a pill. Hey, I wonder if this is any good. What is this? Yeah, cl- <laughs> what is, what is chlor- chlordizopoxide? Chlordizopoxide? I've never heard of that. Never heard of it either. I left my notes upstairs. Don't act like you right. don't know about drugs when you do. Well, in the meantime, there are a couple other items. I'll find it. If you're going to spend a lot of money on drugs, you got to figure out how is that going to affect my financial goals currently and in the future. Well, if you're that kind of person, well, maybe hopefully you're not, but if you're a kind of person that's worried about your current and future financial goals, Luke Nowacki has a whole team with Pinnacle Wealth Strategies that can help you plan for all your financial goals, both today and well into the future. Luke's a great guy. We know him well. I would trust my money with him. Call Luke today, 248-663-4748. He's going to give you a free complimentary consultation to see if your plan aligns with all your goals. Securities and Investment Advisory Services offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. Member FIRNRA, SIPC, Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, and services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates. Um... Manscaped. Yeah. Everybody loves the beard trimmer that we got here. Yes. Swear by that Adjustable. The best adjustable I've ever had in any type of shower. Uh, Hey, Brandon, uh, what what size do you use on your beard trimmer? Actually, I don't know. I should take a look at it. I just clicked it a whole bunch of times, and I tried it, and I was like, not low enough. So I clicked it once, 
I, like, I, not low enough. And then I figured it out. So whatever it's set at. I made like, the oh. reverse mistake of going way too short. And I did it based on like, how I get my hair cut. Yeah. And then I should just shave this whole stupid. So now I can use the other one entirely for my anus and oh, uh, downstairs. God. Yeah, absolutely. Manscaped has it all, but we're talking about the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. There's a lot of stuff that comes with the kit, too. You got beard balm. Beard oil, there's a little brush, there's beard shampoo. Thanks for a great gift. Anything you have for your beard, they got it. So get 20% off free shipping with promo code DREW at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code DREW. Manscaped, beard hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. Okay, so uh, Alec Murdoch said he checked Maggie and Paul's pulse when he arrived before he called 911. Right. But they now know that he called 911 20 seconds after he arrived. Not enough time to check even one pulse. So they know he's lying about that. Call 911. Then while when the police arrived and they start attending to Paul and Maggie and bagging him or whatever, Alex is googling restaurants. He's what? hungry. He, <laughs> no way. He had yes. a big appetite. You know, killing people can make you hungry. What? I guess Why? so. We all grieve differently, I'll Brandon. Do it now. It's bad. You can really build up an appetite doing murdering, murdering well, maybe people. Maybe he wanted, he wanted to drown his sorrows you know, when in someone food. Dies, people get hungry. Yeah, he likes it, to comfort eat. I guess he was googling somewhere to eat dinner the next night or something. I don't know, but he was googling restaurants. Uh, that was presented in court today. Uh, he went on a family vacation 10 days after the deaths, which I thought was weird. I, I don't know that that means anything. I just thought it was fucking weird. I didn't hear about that. Yep. He went with uh, Buster and Maggie's parents. And an uncle. I don't know, because she, she was going to be there. Free trip. Oh, that was already planned. Yeah. It was already okay, planned. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like he just, I mean, if he's Googling restaurants, who knows? Maybe he's planning a trip. Hey, Lardas, how was your trip? I don't want to lose my deposit. Then when Buster took the stand, Buster's the other son, the son that's alive, that yeah. he didn't murder. Great head of hair. Buster, he does. He has quite a head of hair. Ginger. Uh, Buster goes on and on about why he's such a great dad, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he, it was determined in court that because the birthday video came up, and I, I think the, the, the prosecution asked him, uh, what day is your dad's birthday? And he did not know what Ooh, his dad's oh, birthday really? was. Really? No. <laughs> What? He was at the party. He just doesn't know his dad's birthday by heart. I think they were trying to really point something out there that, that maybe they aren't don't... that close. Don't you know your father's birthday? Yeah, I, I think you should. My dad just had a birthday. Shout out. So Buster, among the things he said that are so wonderful about uh, Alec Murdaugh, and I thought this one was very interesting because it plays well. My dad coached every baseball team I played on from, you know, <laughs> T-ball all the way up to when he went to high school and he had a the co school had a coach, so you know that's a big oh well, he coached every team he's on, you know what, uh, I I will say there are two kinds of fathers that do that. Most of them are fathers who love being part of it. They mm -hmm. they love their kids. They, they dedicate time and so on and so forth. I had some coaches that looking back on it, father coaches who. I think it was a performative t thing for them. They liked I mean, being the center of attention. Oh. They, uh, I think that it was a, well, not exactly a virtue signal, because it is a lot of time, but I'm, I'll just put it this way. I had a coach who was the most intense coach I had uh, f at the lower level. It was like uh, <laughs> Pony League, which is eighth grade, yeah. seventh and eighth grade. 
And he was super intense. He kept stats. His kid was a star, by the way. Of course. And he was really invested in his kid, who was a football, basketball, and baseball star, all three. Well, the last one I remember at my high school. God, he sounds like Dave Kirkus. So you would think that, you know, oh, my God, he's an incredible dad. And um, I think most people thought that because he was so involved. Yeah. He's the guy, I know I've told the story before, who um, one day my mom said... Marilee Pierce's husband is missing. Oh, wow. That's him? Yeah. No shit. He boogied. He just bolted. <laughs> just bolted. And it's like, what, what could have something, nothing happened to him? Oh, yeah. Something's happened to Jim. Okay, why? And oh, Marilee's so upset. She doesn't know where Jim is. And then eventually, it turned out that. See ya. Had other things going on in his life, and he just wanted to, just wanted to erase this this life. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to erase it. Left the house. Start over. Left the kids too. That's the part I couldn't figure out. Yeah. I could, why did he do that? Oh, and, I have three kids and no money. Why can't I have no kids and three money? Now, one thing that they that I think was known about it, and this is really strange, he had determined. What was his? He had actually, uh, he had he had been setting money aside in a special account. Oh, what a jerk. I know. And it was a substantial amount of money, but what? he did leave the house. Yeah. And he did leave, I guess there was money and his wife worked, but he did decide, you know, I'm going to, my share should be this and I'm going to take that. I'm going to start over. And I personally, the reason I think he did this was because uh, and this is after a little psychobabble with a couple friends, is that he could not face people who thought he was such an upstanding, wonderful family man. Sure, Because sure. he, he wasn't, and he really was all about him. Well, nowadays he'd be considered a hero for not killing uh, the family or something. Cause he's, I want to have a baby <laughs> and then abandon that baby. I have the right to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I do. So often we hear that, uh, well, they don't really get <laughs> so, so I'm just going to pretend someone killed my whole family. And, well, I've seen a lot of uh, true crime cases time. where people didn't think they could get divorced because yeah. of their religious convictions, and so they would murder the partner. Yeah. So just murder. this guy's a hero for just disappearing. Yeah, like divorce is better than But you know what? They never murder. found out where this fucking guy was. They had private detectives looking still for don't? him. No. Never knew. He's probably dead now because he'd be... I don't say hello to Where is he? I want to talk to him. He might be alive. He'd be like Jack Goggins' age. <laughs> He'd be like 90. <laughs> but this fucking guy was super... Know? I know. It's fucking amazing. And I mean, he was, he was so involved in his kids' sports careers. And they were great athletes. His older brother had been a college baseball player at, I want to say TCU or Texas or Texas A&M somewhere. And I think he was drafted out of high school, and he he threw his arm out. He did like the Fidrich injury or whatever. I have a feeling if he would have made it to the show, Jim would still be around. Yeah, somebody he would have popped back up. Yep, like Tiger Woods and his daddy. And that guy, some weird shit happened with him too. I have to get details because I can't remember exactly, but it was a really strange ending to his life. Did you like him as a coach? He was a great coach. He was. He, he knew baseball. He was a smart guy. He was really into it. And, you know, when the fathers are really into it, it makes it a little more fun. It seems important. I bet you wherever he went, he coached again. Yeah, he probably he did. He probably did. 
He you probably guys has, are all little pieces of shit. Probably has more kids. pieces of shit. And right now, I hate every one of you. There he is. What a motivator. He probably got a couple young younger kids. Yeah. Probably had a couple younger kids yeah. and did it all over again. And probably did it better. Yeah. For the second time through. That was weird. He also got me in fucking deep shit. After my junior year in high school, we had a party. The summer oh, baseball yeah. team, yeah. and his kid was two years younger, and he was a, he was his his kid was a star. He played with the varsity that summer, and at the party, he got drunk, and a lot of weird shit happened. Anyway, he was delivered to the front door, like in the yeah. fetal position. Yeah. So, Mister, I ditched my family, ratted ratted it out to the head coach, and he suspended me and the other captain for two games. Of our senior year? What a narc. I know. And he was a real dick about it, too. I mean, he, like, wouldn't even look at me. Well, he, like, knew, he knew his... You got my kid drunk. And I, I, at one point, I remember saying, like, I did not pour any alcohol down his throat. And it was, you're the captain. It's your responsibility. He's like, this was at my friend's parents' house. His parents were there. <laughs> it's the captain. He had no problem getting you in trouble because he was, I'm not going to see this guy ever again. I'm, I'm out of here. God, it was... Fucking, it's freaked me out too. Totally freaked me out. Why? For being narked out? Well, no, that this guy was, this father was so fucking mad at me like it was my fault. And uh, and I was getting in deep shit. And I thought, you know, uh, I, love it. I, I was afraid that I would lose a scholarship too. I love that he's standing up for the other parents. <laughs> that's a great, that's good as a parent, that's a great Bank! guy. No, no. Blame it on the kids, man. Save the parents. Great guy. All right, speaking of fake, I, I don't know. I have a I got a bone to pick. I feel like Pete Buttigieg, I, I know he's very likable. I agree. I think he has great potential as a politician. Buttigieg! But when did I turn on Pete Buttigieg? I haven't totally turned on him. Oh, I know. He was, he was making a big to-do about, I'm the Secretary of Transportation, and I ride my bike to work. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because I'm a big climate control guy. And it turned out they were driving his bike to a block away from his office, and he yeah. would ride his bike the last block, and he did the same thing on the way home. And, of course, there are all these photo ops. Look at Pete Buttigieg on his bike. He wasn't riding his bike to work. He was fake. Bullshit. So, um... Well, you know, it made, it made, a, it made a nice story, right? It was a good it look did. for him. Yeah. Wow, and it, how great of a story is that? Actually, getting busted was a better story, though. And I don't... Did that... Not for him. Did, was that a big story when he got busted? Mm. I'm not even sure it was. Mm. A lot of people probably don't even know about it. But um, anyway, he's on with George Stephanopoulos this morning. And he's the Secretary of Transportation. He has no qualifications to be the Secretary of Transportation. I don't think anyone would really argue about that. He was the no. mayor of uh, South Bend. South Bend. Mm -hmm. So he's talking to Stephanopoulos today. And... They're talking about East Palestine, and we'll, we'll play the interview. It's queued up on uh, GMA. I think it's queued up. I hope it's you queued today? up. today? Yeah, today. And at one point, he answers one of Stephanopoulos' questions, and he says, uh, uh, I've dealt with natural and uh, uh, human disasters. In uh, I, I was a mayor of a big city for many years, and uh, I've dealt with natural and human disasters. And I was like, what? So anyway, I, I of course, Googled and found out that South Bend, the Mari, um, Michiana River swelled and flooded, and oh, wow. um, five pedestrian trails were flooded, 
and 2,000 homes were affected, Ooh. like people had water in their basement and yeah. stuff. But it was very it comparable. It was not like totally the entire the same thing. city was. Oh, it's the same thing, Drew. It's not quite Pompeii. <laughs> One's water, but the other's toxic fumes. It's like uh, human and natural disasters. You're calling something in South Bend? Because I was like, wow. I don't remember any big disasters in South Bend. He's probably you? in his head going, what kind of dick is going to Google this? <laughs> You're right. He probably Brandon, I think it's a 740. There was another train I derailment. I didn't fucking cue that. What an asshole. There was another train derailment today. That'd this- be 731, actually, with Stephanopoulos. This time, well, Stephanopoulos isn't on the Today Show. Oh, it's the GMA. Um, okay, there was another train derailment, and, and all I could figure out, or all I could think about is, okay, is this because of East Palestine that we're going to see every train derailment, <laughs> yeah, or is I it just it is. is it happening more now? I don't, I don't know the answer to that. No one's ever. I should just Google it. Oh boy, I don't know if I cued this, Brandon. Play of the day. So many people out this morning. You can see them swabbing. No. To be a match for someone in need of a bone it's not Stephanopoulos, is it? By the way, does anybody think they're hotter than it's Sam rewind, Champion rewind thinks it. he's hot? No. He thinks he's no. so fucking hot. It's Robin's 10-year anniversary of getting out of the hospital from her. All right, good for her. Is it really a news item? Uh, well, for that show, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, it's sympathy, and it's, you know. Here he is. Okay, I found him. He looks like he's 12. He does look really young. I'm telling so, you. He's so I, adorable. I find him to be full of shit. Just like every other cabinet member probably is, some less than others. I'm not picking on him because he knows, he's on the left. He knows nothing about Trump. I don't know who the last Secretary of Transportation was. I'm sure they were full of shit, too. But I found this really fucking annoying. First of all, well, you'll see. Yet more on the toxic train derailment in Ohio. The Biden administration announcing new steps this morning to hold the rail industry accountable. Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg is joining us live this morning. Mr. Secretary, thank you for joining us this morning. You know, you've got two real big missions right now, helping the people on the ground in East Palestine right now, preventing something like this from happening again. What is the administration doing on both fronts? That's right. So uh, one of the biggest things to support the people of East Palestine is to make sure that they have access to the public health support they need, uh, to the environmental resources they need. That's why the EPA administrator, Michael Regan, will be on the ground there again uh, and why CDC is going out there. But there's another side to the story, which is making sure that we move forward on rail safety in this country. The NTSB, National Transportation Safety Board, is an independent body and they are independently doing their Bullshit right now. He's already spaced me out. We don't have to wait for their final report to know that some things need to change. Pause for a second. So today, we are... Um, The Democrats have had the House, the Senate, and the presidency for two years. So if he was really worried about this stuff... I mean, before midterms, the Dems ran everything. The Dems have the House, the Senate, and the presidency. Am I wrong? No, no, you're right. So if they really wanted... I mean, this is really an important item, which it isn't. Because the railroads spend, or the railroad companies spend millions of dollars lobbying, and no, they don't want any regulation. They desperately don't want any regulation, and he's going to make a point about. Uh, well, I, they're going to throw Trump under the bus because he got rid of the whole the braking system that Obama tried to institute and that they were working on. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Oh, it's pushed back so, to 2029. Yeah, but they I, have. I mean, I'm just saying controlled politically, politically. That's what he's going to do. Oh, no, I understand. what he's, he's a good politician. I think he's very good at his job, which is to bullshit people. 
but um, but I'm not falling for it because if this was a priority, they would have said something about it and attempted to do something in the two years they had the chance to do it. How many people in their day-to-day lives are thinking of trains? Nobody. But he makes a big deal out of, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're going to get to work on this. Uh, they only have to have one person on the train. How can the guy, the one guy in the front, see what's going on in the back of the train? These trains go on forever. So they're trying to get a second person put on the train. Are you fucking kidding me? Why don't you limit how many uh, cars can be on the train then? Pushing forward a three-part drive on rail safety. Things that we're doing at the Department of Transportation to raise the bar. Things that we need help from Congress to do in order to hold rail companies accountable. Well, you would have had a better chance a year ago. And things that this industry needs to do differently. i got to tell you, ever since I came into this job, I have seen the power that multi-billion dollar railroad companies wield and they fight safety regulations tooth and nail that's got to change the future cannot that's be not like the past change. and i am nope. calling for that change to begin right away I'm you're calling saying for it should begin right away but uh, ohio senator jd vance has said that the administration was loosening <laughs> rail re- regulations no, I'm happy to talk with him more if uh, uh, he wants to understand the work that we're doing. For example, uh, we are advancing the requirement on two-person crews on trains. Ooh. Believe it or not, the rail industry has been pushing to be allowed to have trains have only one human being on board. Pause for Imagine what happens if there's the second person. By the way, mm-hmm. we could be talking about a train that is like a mile long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the second person can't see everything. You would need on some of these trains. You would need twenty people. If you really care about safety. Anyway, go ahead. There's an issue on a train that's a mile uh, long or longer, and there's only one person to check on something three quarters of the way back in the train. Now, the last administration froze that rulemaking. We have been advancing that in order to push safety. Uh, we have been working to make sure that we have that. more oh, authority <laughs> to hold rail companies accountable. And so one thing that Senator Vance and others in Congress could do to help would be to give us more teeth by raising the fines. Right now, even for the most egregious kind of safety violation, like ones involving hazardous materials that result in fatalities. He's really on Congress, top of this, isn't uh, he? has passed a statute that caps our ability to fine at about $250,000. And that might sound like a, a lot of money uh, for somebody going through daily they might life. They get it bumped up to $300,000. company like Norfolk Southern, it is dust. So I'm urging Congress to do things like work with us to raise the fines, uh, work with us on fortifying tank cars. Under the Obama administration, a rule went into effect uh, calling for a stronger type of tank car to be fully rolled out across the industry by 2025. Uh, that got pushed back by an act of Congress to 2029. The Congress Congress to work with us to move that date back up, but also the rail industry can do that without us making them, and I hope they will make that change while we simultaneously work on the regulations. The administration has come under some fire for its response. The mayor of East Palestine has said it took nearly two weeks for the White House to contact him. There were shouts of, where's Pete Buttigieg at a town hall meeting last week. Uh, What's your response to that? When are you going to go to East Palestine? Well, I am planning to go, and uh, the answer our is, folks were on the ground from I don't know. the first Later. hours. I do want to stress that the NTSB needs to be able to do its work independently. But when I answer. go, the focus is going to be on action. Look, I was mayor of my hometown for eight years. We Ooh. dealt with a lot of disasters, natural and human. Huh? And one of the things I noticed very quickly is that there's two kinds of people who show up when you have that kind of disaster experience. People who are there because they have a specific job to do and are there to get something 
something done, and people who are there to look good and have their picture taken. When I go, yeah. it will be about action on rail safety, Ooh. like the actions that we are calling on Congress to help us. So with, therefore, I'm that not we're calling going. On industry to take, and that we are undertaking ourselves as a department to help make sure that these kinds of things don't happen in the future. Secretary Buttigieg, thanks for your time this morning. So right now, he has no action to take, so he's not going to go take a picture. Yeah. I see. So he couldn't go there and observe anything and talk to people. I think that's a shot at Trump because Donald Trump's going to East Palestine. He is? (laughs) That's right. He is. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um, No, but that's bullshit. Whether it's a shot at Trump or not, they always show up. Yeah, and point at things and yell at, which is part of the job. Yeah. He doesn't want to go. And neither does Biden because the people are very angry. But honestly, you know, somebody who's as good at what he does as he is, and even Biden, for that matter, they'd probably win a lot of people over if they went there and listened sure. to him. But they don't want to. And he said, that's, well, that's what I mean. It's part of the job. Go there and get yelled at. And the mayor didn't hear from the administration for two weeks. He has no answer for that. But, you know, I'm sure it's just like anything else. It's, if it were if this were New York City, they'd fucking be there. Yeah. Yeah, but they're in a poor, second. It's poor and it's rural, so why bother? And they would be, it's, it's they would so be funny. putting got, people up. They'd be doing whatever they needed to how do. How many people knew what Norfolk Southern was I before this, I right? Didn't. And it's not like I knew can, what they were because they went through Roanoke. That's the only reason. But it's not like you can <laughs> like you have any change, right? It's if uh, if um, a Mexican restaurant is all of a sudden is giving people has a, a breakout of bacteria and giving people diarrhea, you can choose not to go there. But it's just going to be a slap on the wrist. And they'll just keep on shipping and doing their thing. And if they put a second guy on the train, is he really going to no. see that 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 uh, that train car was on fire all the way back? Did you see the train car on fire? By the way, yeah, yeah I mean, burning. I think Sparks, that violated uh-huh. a current safety yeah. issue. I'm just going to guess. Which one? You're not supposed to Call have a train on fire. This one's out of control. Oh God, what a waste of time. I mean, why even have him on? Well, to yell at him. Um, yeah, George I tried. It's fine. I have no problem having him on because he's just going to make himself look stupid. I know, but he's a he's a good bullshitter. And uh, is you know, he though? I, nah, I mean, I he really didn't have a appearance. he didn't have a position. He should have said, "I'm going tomorrow." Yeah, and then all he has to do is go, "I'm going there tomorrow." Yeah. Doesn't matter if he goes; it'd be a big deal. Yeah. He'd probably get points for going. Why is he? Why is he not going? I don't. I don't even know. understand that. He says he's letting the national. Oh, they can't be independent if Pete Buttigieg is there. Yeah, the National Transportation <laughs> Safety Board has to do their work first. I see. No, he just has to go there and get They're yelled so at. Aaron Brockovich is on her way. Donald Trump's on his way. But that's what he's talking about. He's talking about those people just there for the photo op. Well, J.D. Vance was there, too, yeah. Mm-hmm. And J.D. J.D. Vance Jam says, no, they're not doing anything with the regular. What's he talking about? Who's the senator? <laughs> I guess I have to talk to him. And he's also the guy, remember that movie Hillbilly Elegy? Yeah. That's him. That's J.D. Vance. That's yeah, his he's a life. young guy, isn't he? It's his life. It's now or never. I mean, J.D. Vance is like 35 or something? 38. That's pretty young for a senator. I don't know anything. I've never heard, I don't think I'd ever heard his name until but today. Glenn Close and Amy Adams were so good in that movie. It, uh, Aaron Brockovich? No, Hillbilly Elegy. Oh, Hillbilly Elegy. I don't think I saw that. Is that a good movie? I thought you did see it. I, thought we, I, I never saw it. We no. all talked about it. Amy Adams and... Glenn Close? It looked like a bummer. Yeah, I don't know if I saw that. Uh, hey, so did you see this Catholic bishop got murdered? Yeah, crazy. Um, and it's over... 
a handy or the maid's husband was also a handyman who claimed he hadn't been paid. Okay. I don't think he's going to get paid by murdering him. No. <laughs> well, maybe but, he stole stuff. Um, what was weird, and and actually, I had read that uh, you know cat, that uh, what's the Bush the Catholic bishop's name? Uh, David O'Connell. Seriously, shallow thought. Yeah. You have any idea what it's going to be? Did you know somebody named David O'Connell? No. Oh. Did anybody notice anything about him? I haven't seen. I don't know. I don't. I don't know the story. I think he's got a. You know, a really big nose. Not that it matters. <laughs> I mean, it does Christ. not matter. I don't care. There's nothing anti-Semitic about it. He's Catholic. Now I really want to see it. <laughs> I'm, really I'm just focused on the big nose. <laughs> Did you read about it at all, Brandon? Read no, about and I saw many pictures. I didn't even notice his nose. I, I thought it was... It, actually, it's... Oh, not, that profile pic, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, phenomenal. Again, serious issue, shallow thought. Very I'm solid. Not, I'm sorry that what happened to him happened to him, obviously. Oh. Excuse me, is that your nose or did a bus park on your face? Um, I was surprised that he lived in a $1.2 million home in that neighborhood, but then I guess a Catholic bishop probably, that's I'm normal. Not, I'm not terribly surprised, no. I know, it's, I mean, it's all about the money. He also had uh, rental properties, and one of them was nearby, and I was like, oh my God, this guy was, this guy is really pretty wealthy. I, I just thought... I guess I should have expected a bishop would be a millionaire, a multimillionaire. So did this dude shoot him? You said he shot him because he owed him money? Yeah. Carlos Medina. He said he owed him money for doing uh, odd jobs around the house or something. It's always the handyman. Yeah, handyman. If it's not the spouse. Do not then's... have the best reputation, in my opinion. But the was I wrong about the nose? I mean, it's like yeah, it know, that's, exceptionally I'm just, I'm just, I'm just big to me. Here I don't want to mean to obsess over it. You know what? It looks bigger when he doesn't have his glasses on. <laughs> I, I, I picked up on it when I was looking at him straight yeah. ahead. Really? It's that there's a profile pic where he's kind of looking down. It's like, yeah, that's pretty. But he was um, extremely popular, very well liked. That's a shame. It was not a, not a negative thing said about him until I just said that. Sorry. But it was a. Oh, you got yourself a, nose job. Did you get some plastic surgery, was, buddy? It was a shallow thought, sorry. Um, the biggest and most exciting news of the day, I thought, was the WNBA card that was auctioned off for a record price. Did yeah, you hear about that? No. How much did they get? Five bucks? This is a Honus Wagner. $10,800. And uh, I know her what, name What is... NBA player bought it for? <laughs> Make it look big. Um, they only made five of them to drive up the demand. Oh, come on. Because she's she's a great player, and they knew this thing would go for big right. bucks because it's, you know who it is, right? <laughs> Sabrina Ionescu? Never heard of her. Never heard of her. Really? Mm -hmm. What a great investment that is, though. Five to build up demand. Because they, they know there's no demand there's at all. none. So I looked up. five. I looked up what is the most expensive Card auctioned off, sports card. Honus Wagner, right? Mickey Mantle, twelve point oh, six million for a nineteen fifty two Mickey Mantle. So, if you added three zeros and one point four million dollars, it would be equal to the Mickey Mantle card. <laughs> well, <I> mean, <laughs> you would need three zeros. Similar first. stature too. <laughs> That's so stupid. Well, give it, give it, uh, give it a couple decades, and we'll see. So anyway, I, I was reading about it. I couldn't read enough about it. Collectors are anticipating that uh, the. Energy and ex oh, energy and excitement and looking to buy premier Ionescu cards. Supplies for these high-end cards won't be able to meet demand because they only made five. Yeah, because who's, who's going to make <laughs> Who's going to waste their time making cards? 
No, they usually make, I guess, thousands or hundreds. Or Oops, I didn't there s- it is. I mean, maybe they make 20. I don't know how much demand there's for WNBA That's cards. I mean, yeah. But she, the reason this card went for so much money, uh, again, only three zeros and $1.4 million off the Mickey Mantle card. <laughs> she plays for the New York Liberty, who just signed Brianna Stewart and Courtney Vandersloot. Wow. What a. The bigger the moment, the bigger she plays. What a trio, man. And I've heard of Courtney Vandersloot somewhere. You, uh, yeah, Jorn Vandersloot. Your sister. Jorn <laughs> Vandersloot. Isn't that the guy that yeah, killed, that killed the yeah, girl from uh, South Carolina? Holloway, uh-huh. On Aruba? Okay, yeah. I haven't heard of Courtney Vandersloot. Yeah, it's, it's, her, it's his sister. And, okay, not only, though, have they signed Brianna Stewart and Courtney Vandersloot, they also traded for MVP John Kell Jones. Wow. Which is really driven up the value of those uh, five Sabrina Ioannescu rookie cards. starting to sound like that Miami Heat team with LeBron and yeah. Dwayne Wayne and Bosch. Um, so they made they only made five cards, which means if six people want the card, it won't meet demand. And I understand eleven people want it. So who knows? They just had a big rally too. Here's Brianna Stewart. Not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. They're looking to win a lot of WNBA championships. I have She's- a feeling. I th- am I crazy? Will the fact that there's a woman owning the XFL. No. Will that make it in the same league as the WNBA? No. No? Uh, no. The, look, the WNBA makes it because the NBA has a big financial interest in it. If the NFL got behind it, then yeah. Well, I guess there aren't girls playing, but no. you could tell that interview with Strahan. There was a lot did of you watch any of that, going on there. The XFL action? I did watch a little bit. And? It was terrible. What? You yeah. see a great comeback by that one team against that other team? Yeah, they got the three-point conversion. <laughs> a lot of field the goals. The one team was down by uh, nine, and they got it. They were down by 12, and they got a touchdown and a three-point conversion, and then they stopped that other team. <laughs> and then they drove down, and the team that was behind got a touchdown, and they got, won the game. I got really excited because I recognized one player, Paxton Lynch. was like, I've heard of that guy. I remember him. I didn't recognize any names in the game I was watching. I saw a lot of missed tackles, a lot of turnovers. I, think, I will say this. I didn't think it was that bad, but, I mean, it's not even close to an NFL game. There not was a close. In the same quarter, a lot of, yeah, yeah. I think it was in the same quarter, there was a missed field goal that was like 28 yards, and another one was like 25 uh, yards. Hey, that is like the NFL. <laughs> not really. I've seen a lot more It's like of an those. extra point. Well, the exciting thing is the USFL had their draft today. Yeah! How about that? The Michigan Panthers took uh, some player from Michigan State first overall, which is really weird because almost everybody drafted in this USFL draft, they had just graduated. So do they just assume they're not going to be drafted in the NFL draft? Or do they they have a provision where if they are drafted by the NFL, they can choose to go to them instead? In a way, it's genius. Guys, what's the highest salary in the US or the XFL? 23 grand? I don't know. They get $1,000 if they win the game. Every game they win, they get 1000 bucks. which when you think about it, you know, well, that's, that's a lot of money, but they could have CTE down the road and stuff, so you got to save some for that. Well, remember, that was uh, part of the XFL's genius in the beginning. They had the million-dollar game. Right. That was their championship game was the million-dollar game. It looks like base salary is $59,000. That's oh, not too bad. That's like WNBA almost. Not quite. I think the highest-paid WNBA makes two. They should start fighting 50. for equal pay. For doing the same job as NFL players. Yeah, exactly. Equal it pay. is it is Equal the same. Pay. They're doing the same, same job. job, right? Isn't that the theory we've been working on? 
doesn't matter how much revenue is brought in. It's They're doing the same job. And all the players should wear number 54 like The Rock. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's pretty cool. Hey, I the USFL, so. when it was out in the 80s, though, they also drafted guys. They got into a bidding bidding wars with the NFL yeah. over guys. So. Jim Kelly. And- oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe well, that's, they were, maybe that's they were trying they were. to sign the best guys. Yeah, Mike Rozier. They, they signed three Heisman Trophy winners. Flutie signed with the that's USFL. Right. Herschel yeah. Walker. Herschel. Jim Kelly. Um, Elway? Reggie White. Reggie White, yeah. No, not Elway. Elway's what's drafting the baseball. Oh, okay. Draft. Yeah, he played single-A ball for somebody. What is the Yankees. Yeah. Um, so I was reading about John this. John Elway? This uh, American Friends Service Committee busted their chief equity, inclusion, and culture officer. I mean, this is a high officer in this organization, whatever they do for making false claims about her ethnicity. Ten-year-old photos were produced that showed her with much lighter skin, thinner eyebrows, and no hijab. It turns out Raquel Saraswati is Rachel Saraswati. She also claimed to be Latina, South Asian, and of Arabic descent, and gay. Wow, man, she's going for all of it. That's that's her big mistake. And she she did really well with it, too. Her mother, however, uh, acknowledged that she is white as the driven snow. And um, Thanks, Mom. I know. (laughs) She stands by her identity, though. (laughs) Although she's been let go. Wait, the mom does? No, the daughter does. Uh... It's interesting, though. Go home to your mom, darling. Um, It sounds like, because people were saying, okay, is the next domino to fall going to be, and they were kind of hinting that there's some organizations like this that have a couple of similar cases where people are trying to pass themselves off as something. I thoroughly admire that she chose three different things to claim to be. It's kind of confusing. Rachel Dolezal picked one. That's pretty brilliant on her part. But the... um, What's, what's interesting about this now is that no one is trying to pass as white. Everyone is trying to be anything but white. Uh, I haven't heard of anyone busted for saying they're white, and I don't know why you would say you're white now. It seems uh, I mean, every now? bust has been something other than white. Uh, but along the same lines, they had a, sort of an attached or uh, a link with the story about U.S. corporate layoffs and how diversity staffs are being hit hardest in the current layoffs. Target, Capital One, Amazon, Applebee's, eBay, Dell, and Zoom. All three of those surprised me. Wells Fargo are making their biggest cuts in diversity, equity, and inclusion departments. Uh, These departments have become, and I quote, bloated and very expensive and do not generate any revenues. In a tricky economy, they became targets. Then they said uh, workshops on microaggressions and anti-bias training have ruffled feathers and hurt morale in some of these companies. And they also said they're very expensive and that these, this, these departments keep coming up with new expensive things that they tell them they have to do. Like, we've got to bring in somebody to do workshops on blah, blah, blah. I mean, they, their job is to generate expensive busy work that takes people out of their jobs. So um, some of the people who would not be named but were quoted were saying things like, this is a virtue signal that is, is taking energy away from our company, and it's making people mad um, because people don't naturally like being told that they need to take all these classes for this and that and this and that, and they fall behind in their work. Uh, DIA departments 
employ high percentages of black, brown, female, and LGBTQ talent, but even managers call them call their departments expensive virtu- or said they are virtue signaling expenses. And to justify their existence, they have to keep creating compulsory training for busy, uh, overworked staff on racial bias, white privilege, microaggressions, and whatever else they can seem to come up with. High-level management are worn out on paying the big dollars to um, <laughs> to a department to essentially make their other employees feel angry and harassed. And one guy also said that these are the kind of layoffs that nobody really gets upset about because the other employees are happy like to see them, them yeah. go. Oh, yeah, they're creating busy work. Uh, let's see. Yeah, and top management are now saying they have trouble in an economy that's a little tricky justifying the bloating cost. If it's not, if it's not going to increase revenue, yeah. Uh, so. Tech Insider said these expenses become bloated and counterproductive when layoffs involve jobs that help generate revenue. The inevitable finger pointing happens. What do they do? <laughs> and, what is it you say you do here? Yeah, well, and it's not working out well. And there's a feeling that this might be a sort of a transitory thing in American business. What the it, hell's diversity? It's very expensive. Um, and, you know, a lot of times, too, they not only do they have their own expense, they have to have staff. And then they have to bring in people to run these training programs, which I, sound like they're fucking expensive as hell. Why is it so expensive to do anti-bias training? I have no idea. I mean, shouldn't that just be a, I don't know, it just seems like it'd be a workshop or something? Yeah, I I have a feeling he's going to quit before he does any any training. Oh, I don't know. I don't know much leverage he has anywhere else. Yeah, I was wondering, why why does he have leverage at CNN, though? Why would he have any Because he's been there. But he doesn't have ratings. Please, you keep it easy. Uh, he now has no ratings at night and worse ratings in the morning. They're not returning him tonight. That's a fact. But the reason they wouldn't return him tonight is because his ratings at night weren't good enough. They were trying to buffet the morning show. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that one's that one is not going to end well. I just have a feeling. But where would he go? What would he do? There's not. Uh, I mean, News Nation. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Podcasting. <laughs> yeah, podcast. He kind of missed out on the money. I think he probably could have gotten paid for a Should podcast yeah. a couple of years yeah. ago. All right, uh, let's see. Um, we were trying to get uh, Mandy Matney on to talk about the Murdaugh trial. Yeah, mm-hmm. I left some messages with their uh, their company there. She is the incredibly vocal fried podcast host who really was on top of this from the very beginning and, and really built quite a, I mean, she built quite a platform off it. And she wouldn't hard know worker. the half of the story if it wasn't for me. And then every documentary that came out doesn't have her in it. Why? Although, you know what? The new one, there's a new one coming out, I think, uh, tomorrow. Oh, on uh, Netflix, I believe, on all the murder oh, really? stuff. It's going to be hard to do better than that HBO one. I think I want to see that. That HBO I one. That. I want to see that so documentary. good. Mm. And she's also, it sounds like she may have vacated her vocal fry, which makes what? her less interesting to me. Oh, God. But we'll see if we can find out for ourselves. And uh, we'll remind everybody to five-star us in the world of the platforms, whichever one it is. iTunes, love to see new ranking, rankings and uh, reviews in iTunes. Spotify, 
um, all those other places. Somebody said they were having trouble getting us on Stitcher. Did I send you that? You did. Uh, I, yeah, I, I can't figure. I took a look and it looked like there was a few episodes that just didn't load. Now the 19th and the 20th, they have loaded the last two shows that we recorded, but yeah, no, nothing had changed. There so. was a gap, and I don't understand. We haven't had why. problems in so long. No, either. and nothing's changed. I mean, you make two feeds, and that's when they. So pull there's from. two shows, Crazy. the 15th and the 16th, that aren't showing up on Stitcher. I don't know why. Our presenting sponsors, Hall Financial Mortgage Rates have really settled in. They're not that bad. It's worth checking in with Hall Financial if you're paying crazy credit card debt, which can be over 20%. I mean, five or six, a whole lot better than that. And Bentley said they were getting in the fours. You can use the equity in your home to put yourself in a better spot to get rid of that high interest debt, which just kills people. Take a free five-minute mortgage review with Hall Financial. It's all it takes to find out how much you've gained in home equity. Uh, the majority of Hall Financial loans close in two weeks or less, meaning you can get your money faster. So whether you're looking to buy a home or refi your current home, uh, just give Hall the first shot. Call Hall Financial first at 866-CALL-HALL or chat with them online at callhallfirst.com. Uh, thanks to Carl from Who Are These Podcasts and Who Are These Socials, too. I haven't caught Who Are These Socials lately. Have you watched it, Brandon? Yeah. No, I've been I've been watching that one. I've been enjoying all their jingles. Blind Mike Geary, his co-host, is Are great. they still sending it on Patreon? Uh, no, I think it's got its own feed now. It's got its own RSS feed. You can find oh. it on all the podcasting platforms. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. This podcast isn't going to be like the others that are simply bumming off other people's reporting.